Marcus, this is John Zandig, and you're listening to the Hot Tag Podcast. Welcome to the Acoustic Kick Radio Hot Tag Podcast Collaboration Show Company. Uh, I'm your host, J. Cap Morris, and with me is my co-host, Shaheen. What's going on, man? What's going on, dude? Chilling. Same old shit, man. But, uh, J. Cap, we, we missed last week's show because, obviously, you know, there wasn't too many topics, and neither of us wanted to hop on here and read a bunch of results and just be like, yeah, that happened. I, I didn't yeah. watch it, but it happened. And, honestly, there wasn't too much news or anything, but over the last two weeks, my fucking God, uh... Ton of shit broke out. Obviously, we'll get into the whole Joey Janela thing. I already got into it on Wednesdays. I know people listen to that, but I want to get J Cat's uh, <laughs> whole thing on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Pe- people people really liked it, and they were surprised I even said something about it. I, and I don't I don't know why because you know a lot of the fans they they they're so like markish that they just let shit go and they just don't want to approach anything. I I don't fucking care, dude. I I don't care if Joey likes me if I ever talk to the guy. I, I don't care if you ever come on the show again. None of that shit matters to me, but we'll save that for a little bit later on. Um, All right. I was at CZW last night down with a sickness. Obviously. I was surprised. I was surprised. Yeah. You said uh, you weren't even going to go, and when I saw you like headed to Jersey for CZW, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> dude, it, was, it was Havoc's last match. I, you know, yeah. I, I felt like it's it's one of those moments I should be there. You know, If I'm going to go to all these shitty shows that CZW's put on, right. I was like, if I'm – if I'm going to skip any, it's not going to be the Havoc's last one, you know? And honestly, I wasn't really planning on going until, like, you know, earlier this week. I was like, eh, I probably should go. And I was expecting him to go all out and do some crazy shit, which, obviously, you know, <laughs> I'll get into. Shit, shit got a little wild. But, um, yeah, the, the show started out. Parking lot was fucking full. Uh, I thought the house was going to be fucking packed, which I was wrong. Um, they did run out of chairs, which was fucking odd. I don't, I don't know why, because... I, dude, I, I, it was the most confusing show to me because it was a ton of people standing, right? So we're we're lining up in the GA area, and they're like, is everybody here GA? And everybody's like, yeah. They're like, all right, well, there's going to be no more seating because we didn't think it was going to be this many people. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, shit, is this, are they drawing like a cage of death fucking? Like, what is this? You know? So then I walk in, there's three rows of chairs, and mm-hmm. all of them are empty. So the whole show basically was just empty chairs with people standing. So I don't know if... They just didn't sell any, you know, pre-sales. I, I, I was confused. I don't know. Because I figured all the seats were taken since that's what they said. But there's no seats taken. Like, if you watch the live feed when it comes out, there's going to be a ton of empty seats with people standing around. It made no sense to me. I don't. I was confused. But um, the show started out with Jimmy Lloyd and Sammy Callahan. 
uh, your friend uh, Steve Sanders was there, his his tag team partner. Uh, <laughs> he was there. Um, honest to God, man, it, it wasn't a bad match. I, I keep saying this, man. I, I think Jimmy's honestly getting better, dude. It wasn't a bad match. Maybe it was because he was in a ring with Callahan. It, it wasn't a bad match. There was nothing, like, botched in there. Um, there wasn't any really crazy spots or anything. It was, it was pretty stiff. It was a bunch of stiff kicks. Um, you know, stiff elbows to the neck. The one's really fucking just awful silly spot that they did which is you know dj's fault and you know i heard uh janello on on sam roberts podcast uh talking about you know dj hyde came across like 50 broken tables that he bought at an auction or some shit and they brought out these fucking broken tables dude literally just broken straight just broken you know not like flimsy like fucking broken table and they try to prop it up and it won't stay up so the, the ref has to hold the table up for the spot to happen when the table's already cracked. The, literally, dude, the, the ref was holding the fucking table for them to do the spot. The most it ridiculous was busted shit. in the middle? Yeah, it was bust, It was completely cracked. If he let it go, it would have just oh, broke on its own. Shit. Ridiculous. Just absolutely fucking ridiculous, you know? If you, dude, if you can't afford it, just don't do it. I, I, I hate be. this. Joey was on a podcast like... Was it like a bragging thing? Like, like he was talking about it. Like he bought all these broken tables. Was that like a hey, what an asshole DJ is? Yeah, or, or yeah. What yeah. was this? It was, yeah. it was, it was more like yeah, DJ's an asshole for buying a bunch of broken tables. Because he was talking about the whole Leo Rush spot, and they were like, yeah, we we're supposed to do the spot through tables, but the tables were broken, so you know we decided to do the ladder spot and no sell it. And uh, yeah, apparently he bought a fuckload of tables that are broken. So look forward to the next twelve months of CZW with broken tables. Wasn't Joey the the guy who was talking online and and shitting on people saying that CZW is making progress in the right direction and and uh you know yeah if you're not with it go somewhere else like wasn't that yeah a lot of them do okay. they're they're bipolar with that checking to make sure that was the same guy yeah. bipolar with that man uh, I don't cool. understand right. yeah overall this wasn't a bad match uh, Callahan as you predicted obviously put him over at the end of the match. Which, you know what, if if there's any time that they do it, I don't mind it when it's a situation like this, when it's a super young guy and the guy the guy's trying to put him over. I hate it when they're just friends and they put each other over, you know? Like, when they just shake hands and they're both no names and they're just fuzzy. It's like, why? Neither of you need this. Why are you doing that? You know? But, uh... Well, For Sammy's character, it's horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous. Sammy used to be a killer, and then he just turned into, you know, doing other things that, uh... You know, I don't respect much, and uh, and then just putting every guy over and hugging and kissing and you know spooning with other men in the fucking ocean, and it just he just killed this whole character I, completely. So I mean, Sammy should never ever be the guy if he's ever gonna be the character he used to be. He should never in his life put somebody over unless it's like years later on a shoot interview. You were like, fucking damn, I would never know you like that guy because you were vicious. You know, like. Right. That that that's to me what Sammy was and you know what he built himself into that people really liked. But yeah, it's whatever at this point. Yeah. Now let me ask you this because this is this is a quote unquote CZW rules match. What exactly is a fucking CZW rules? I I don't know. I I think that pretty much means like you know hardcore you know no rules type of thing. I always thought this was asinine too. And and. I'm not even going to knock DJ for this because I remember years ago that they would even do this in in Zandig times where it's like you had three death matches on the card and and then like suddenly they're, you know, doing like DQs and shit. And it didn't it didn't always happen at some point or another. Anything went in every match 
but it just didn't come up in some matches. You know, a lot of matches were pure wrestling, but they just made like chair spots not come up. But if someone went and got the chair, the ref wasn't like, fucking, I'll throw you out. Like, it, it just was what it was. And at some point or another, they started trying to, like, you know, point out which ones were CZW rules and which ones were normal. And it was weird because you'd have, like, a a match where there was a few chair spots and it was never announced as CZW rules. And, like, three matches later, there'd be something with CZW rules. And now they're, like, using more chairs and tables. And it's like, eh. It's always been asinine. CZW is supposed to be that outlaw company that, like, don't fuck around in CZW. You get put through some shit, you know, like. And you don't have to, you know, it could just be a straight up wrestling match. But I always felt like that was the aura of CZW is, you know, anything can go. Uh, yeah, because I mean, that's that's what I was under the impression of that, you know, CZW is no rules, kind of like ECW was. You never heard like ECW rules, you know, it was just like, oh, anything goes. If you want to use chairs, that's fine. If you don't, it's fine. Right. But, you know, announcing it as a CZW rules and then there's no barbed wire or tax or anything. It's like. A trash can and a chair and a broken table. It's like, eh, eh, you're better off not calling it a CZW rules and just, you know, just going ahead and having a regular match and just bringing those things into the match. Just when you when you announce CZW rules, I expect barbed wire and blood and shit like that, you know. But yeah, it is what it is. It wasn't the greatest match, but it wasn't by any means bad. I mean, I'm sure when you watch it, you'll have something to take from it. But uh. They had to ugly... You're assuming that I'm going to watch this, which is bizarre to me, but I'm wow, not. Dude, you watched the last one, you know? Definitely know. not watching this. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to watch the Havoc match, though, right? That I'll watch. I plan on watching that and nothing else on this card. Yeah. There was there was a few good matches. Well, yeah, yeah. we'll see. Uh, the Ugly Ducklings against uh, Ohio's for Killers. Oh, boy. Um... I don't know, man. I, I like the Ugly Ducklings, their first showing. This was, I don't know, maybe it was just me. Maybe I was in a bad mood. I woke up on the wrong side. I don't know, man. I wasn't really feeling this match at all, to be honest with you. And I was expecting a lot from it because, you know, obviously the Chris brothers, they fucking kill it. Even mm -hmm. though they're, like, super flamboyant now. I don't know what's going on with those dudes now. Ever since they went to TNA, they got a lot worse now. Um, this was an okay match. It wasn't anything crazy, you know. And then they had some, uh, some tag team debut as the Carnies, which I don't know who the fuck these guys are. Like, one dude came out. Uh, dressed like the vaude villains, you know, like the old, like, you know, carnival guy. And mm -hmm. then the other guy was like a tattooed guy with like a like a fake Joe Gacy mask on. I, I don't know what's with these masks, too. Have you noticed that? Everybody wears masks now. Yeah. You know, G. Raver has it, Gacy has it. I don't know. Everybody has masks now. Yeah, I don't really understand. I, I A lot of wrestling, to me, it's just become everyone's playing dress up. It's just like, what what would I really like to be? you know, pretend to be today. It's, it's just, it's gotten so fucking silly. Yeah. But you've never heard of the carnies, right? No, not at all. I've, I've seen a million people that act like carnies in <laughs> wrestling, but, <laughs> yeah. but I haven't seen someone that straight up admitted to it. No. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't know them either, but, uh, yeah, the next match was, I guess it was the Shane Strickland. Okay. Uh, this, I, I walked out on this and I happened <laughs> to be the only one, to walk out of the CCW World Heavyweight Championship match. I walked out and I went outside. Uh, Shane Strickland uh, basically had an open challenge. Vita Scott comes out. And I was like, oh, Vita Scott is challenging for the CCW World Championship. And uh, no, Jason Cade. Uh, I've heard the, uh, I've heard of this guy. I've seen him on PWG the last show he was on. 
Uh, he's fine and everything. I just, I don't know, man. I mean, and, and the ironic part is, like, Shane Strickland is cutting a promo prior to, you know, Jason Cade coming out saying, if there's any, you know, old CCW guys in the back, you know, people that deserve the shot, that you haven't got a shot, come out and get it. And then the one guy that's never been in CCW comes out to get it. And it just made no sense. You're better off not even saying shit like that, you know? Because yeah. I was expecting, I was like, oh, okay. Like, maybe a Janela will come out, you know? Maybe Schlack will fucking come out, <laughs> you know? Anybody like that, right. you know, anybody that hasn't got a shot yet that's actually a CCW guy. But no, they gave you Jason Cade, and I, I'm sure it was a good match because Jason Cade is good and, and Shane Strickland is good. It was just I don't know. I, I really didn't have any interest in this, so I walked out. But um, <laughs> I'm sure it was yeah. a good match. So whoever enjoyed it enjoyed it. I I didn't. I don't give a shit about this. I haven't seen Jason Cade before. I've heard his name a bunch of times. I think IWA has used him. Um, PWG. I mean, he, he's gotten around and being you know used in a few places. I'd imagine he's talented, but. Yeah, I have really not much to add to that. Um, I think, you know, as soon as Strickland's music hit, you you left. I didn't think it mattered who came out afterwards. No, no, I actually waited. I wanted to see <laughs> who you? it was. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I totally stuck around until Jason Cade came out. And uh, I was like, yeah, this dude doesn't look very uh, entertaining. Okay, I'm just going to walk out now. Man, I figured I he out. came out, smiled, and you're like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> Too much smiling. <laughs> Too much smiling. Um, then we got probably the most disappointing match of the night for me. Oh, boy. Down with the sickness tradition. Chris Cash ladder match. We had the private party going against the goddamn rep. This was hands down the worst. You watched this? I watched most of this. I couldn't handle it towards the end. I just I was like, fuck it, dude. This is this is bad. I'm leaving. And uh hands down the worst probably ladder match I've ever seen in CCW history. <laughs> Honestly. It it was bad. And I and private party, dude, I'm, I'm a big fan. Those guys, I'm sure if they're in there with anybody else, they'll fucking kill it. These dudes just, just weren't bringing it, man. It was just... It, WWE does better ladder matches. And I'm not even talking about the Hardys and shit like that. You know, I'm talking about some mediocre tag teams. They can do better matches than this. It, it wasn't very good. You should actually mm. go watch this. Because I, I want to get your opinion to see if this is the worst ladder match you've seen in CZW. <laughs> I, I can't see any other being Jesus. worse than this. This has to be the worst. Honestly. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't make any guarantees that that's gonna happen. But yeah, uh, well. you know, I don't know. The the whole thing is, the Chris Cash show to me has always been ridiculous. Um, you know, I understand honoring Chris Cash. I've always understood that. But you know, I, I've said in the past, like Trent Acid meant more to CZW than probably fucking anyone, and he never got a tribute show. They later tried to turn it into, well, no, this is for everyone. But the Chris Cash Memorial ladder match is to honor everyone. It's like, but you just said one guy's name in the title of this fucking match. Like, right. the show is named after his fucking entrance music. Like, yeah. stop. I mean, you guys, you know, the one year, DJ came out and paid tribute by mentioning everyone and forgetting J.C. Bailey's name <laughs> until the crowd chanted it as he was exiting the ring. Yeah. I mean, it's just been continuously insulting. So I, I don't really understand that, um, the concept and, you know, the reason why we're just going to yearly, you know, treat this guy. And look, Chris Cash meant a lot to a lot of guys. He was a really good dude. He had tremendous amount of passion. He was a fiery young kid. But by any means, was he ever the MVP of CZW? He wasn't, you know, and that's that's not being disrespectful. That's that's being honest. Trent Acid carried fucking CZW in the realms of wrestling for a long fucking time. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know. I, I just always think it's silly. And then the ladder match is supposed to be because, you know, he was really into the ladder matches, so they do that. And it just this is randomly thrown together. This is the month before. They're like, yeah, well, uh, well, well, next month we'll have a ladder match. And the winner of that will fight the tag champs who have never even been in the CZW building before. Right. And they've been champions for like five months. Yeah. So those guys. And um, who knows if they'll even be over when they finally show up. Whenever that is. so They, they won't be. Because nobody knows them. I, I, can you say their names? I don't even know their names. Honestly. I have no idea. No fucking clue. I don't even remember their tag team name. But, no um, but yeah, I, I don't know what's going to be over anymore. Because wrestling has changed to the point where I don't really enjoy it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do a show about wrestling, but I hate wrestling. Yeah, I really. I've, I've said I hate wrestling so often lately. It's ridiculous. It's just It's just become something. It's... It's so much of like an insult to my intelligence and um, like I have to really dumb down to play along with what they're doing. I, I like a lot of the matches. I like a lot of the performances and stuff like that. But everything surrounding it is just fucking stupid to me. So I don't know. Well, I think I think people always had to dumb down just to get on the same level. I don't think that's anything new. I mean, that's that's, you know. That's that's old school even. It's so much worse now. But yeah, I'll, now I'll, uh, it's just bad because now dudes are flipping each other with their dicks and shit like that. That like yeah. that's my that's what's killing it for me is. And again, I'm not trying to sound homophobic, dude. This goes all across the board with me with comedy wrestling. Mm-hmm. I hate it with Greg Excellent. I hate it with fucking Joey. Ryan. I hate it all. All of it is is retarded to me. I don't like any of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get further into that type of thing when we get to that type of thing. But um, yeah. <laughs> There's several points in this podcast. I'll point out exactly why I hate fucking wrestling. So we'll yeah. just move on. Yeah, but this is uh, hands down the worst. Would you say the best uh, ladder match ever in, in CZW is probably Chris Cash against Joker? I I don't know. I I mean, that that continuously gets that type of respect. And I believe me, I understand it. It was actually, ironically, I, I missed that match. Um, I was there and I missed that match. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was fucking crazy um i uh i was at that cage of death front row and everything and um i went to foreman mills in the um <laughs> in the intermission and I, I think the line was a little long i wound up being in in there a little bit longer wound up being in there a little longer and as i came back in the fucking crowd was going bananas and i saw the finish i saw the joker driver off the ladder through the fucking table and was like Oh fuck! <laughs> and that that was it. Um, the match was initially gonna be, um, I believe it was Azriel and I think Bandito um, on each side. Like uh, Azriel was gonna be on one side, Bandito was on the other side. I think those are the guys. It it might have been. Uh, I want to say, I almost want to say it was Heretic on the one side, not Bandito. But uh, it was supposed to be a tag match, and those guys were traveling supposedly from Jersey All-Pro, and they weren't going to make it in time. And I think Zandig told them, like, don't even fucking bother or something like that. So it turned into the singles match, and that ended up being that match. So, I mean, there was a lot behind it, and obviously Chris Cash passing kept that match, you know, at, at quite a high regard. I mean, I even remember, who was it, the fucking uh, Juicy Product versus who the hell did they, they wrestle in a ladder match a couple years back? I think that was their Chris Cash uh, ladder match, but they had a match. Fuck, I can't now. I can't even remember who it was, but I think it was um, OI4K, 
and there might have been a third team in there. That match, that ladder match was fucking insane. So I don't know. I, I don't know if I could just pull that one ladder match out and say, yeah, that hands down, nothing better ever. There were a lot of really good ladder matches over the years in CZW. Yeah. But uh, after this was the intermission, which I had been on intermission for 45 minutes already, so it didn't really matter <laughs> to me, you know. But, uh, yeah, we came back to John Silver going one-on-one with David Starr. Um, I know you're a John Silver fan. Yeah. I, I've really never had anything against the guy. I've liked him more as a tag team than, you know, when the Beaver Boys. And like, I was like, that's fine. Because um, Alex Reynolds, I, I like Reynolds. I never really, I mean, I wasn't like a fan of the guy, but I thought they were a good tag team. But, uh. This match fucking surprised me. Name should be average, bro. Yeah. Well, dude, this match. Because <laughs> he's dude, average. I just. He is. Well, mm-hmm. I, honestly, I think with John Silver, man, it's just how short he is. He's, like, literally, like, 4'8". You know, this dude is, like, tiny. Like, extremely uh, tiny. You know, but he's built like. Though, yeah. yeah, he's, like, built like a fucking buffalo, but he's just tiny. <laughs> you know, he kind of kills it, you know. Yeah. But, uh, dude, this was probably the match of the night for me right behind Danny Havoc and Alex Colon. They honestly, they shocked me of how good, good. of a match it was. They, they beat the shit out of each other. Um, I love the kicks to the chest, you know. His kicks are fucking stiff, dude. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, I could swear, I could be wrong. I'll have to watch it back on the video. But uh, when when David Starr was spitting up, I, I think I'm pretty sure I saw a little bit of blood in there, you know, hmm. from those kicks. He's fucking kicking the shit out of that dude, man. Yeah, yeah this match was, was really, really fucking good. And, and John Silver actually got the pin, so. Um, I'm hoping that they actually use that guy more. I mean, he's been in, off and on in CCW forever for a while now, but um, that's a guy that I'd like to see more. And uh, David Starr turned heel, which was uh, a little weird because I don't, and I don't know if that was on the spot because when he first came out, the crowd was really you know behind him. Midway, they kind of just turned on him and they were chanting for Silver. Hmm. And uh, at the end, you know, he turned heel, and uh, it's probably for the best. You know, he hasn't. I'm glad Silver's getting over, and uh, they put him over in the match, which makes me think that they're going to bring him back, which is really good. Um, to to backtrack a little bit, um, was the intermission, the, the extended intermission you took before, did that miss the Tremont thing? Yeah, yeah. So I guess I guess that had to happen probably right between Shane Strickland and the ladder match. Okay. Or maybe after the ladder match. I don't know, but I was I was in and out, so. Yeah, you want to you want to talk about that because I'm you yeah, actually saw because I mean if we completely missed that, um, <laughs> it's a pretty big, ridiculous thing. Um, so you know it was all over the internet that Dave Marquez bought into CZW. Um, well, it was two months back or so. Um, you know the owner of uh, Pro Wrestling Hollywood or whatever the fuck that's called, and um, the the Pro Wrestling Network that doesn't really broadcast wrestling. Um, and all of that stuff, you know, so he, this guy, he's, he's been around wrestling for a long time. I think he used to run NWA Hollywood, this and that, whatever. It got released that that was a guy who bought into CZW. So what do they do? They announced, we're going to bring out the guy who bought 50% into CZW and they hit match remounts music. And, uh, that's just the dumbest fucking thing that I've ever heard because, um, number one, Tremont right now has an an upcoming benefit show to pay for his hospital bills while he was in the hospital. I mean, that, that's the first thing that jumps out at me is like a minute ago, we were like, dude, he can't support, you know, his fucking dog. 
and, and his his wife if you know this hospital bill is draining him and he has no insurance and this and this and all of that and please help him out you know he's gave everything to this business and oh yeah he bought half a czw while he was i mean it's just asinine and um I mean, he parted ways from uh, On Point Wrestling, which is shocking. Well, I guess we'll get into that later. But um, the, the whole Tremont buying CZW, I mean, you have to have some kind of belief that Tremont has the money to buy half of a wrestling company. And to me, that's fucking absurd. Um, this is part of what I mean, too. But, like, you really have to dumb yourself down in order to play along and yeah, I got, I got one guy on my post because I said, you know, make sure you congratulate Tremont on his uh, purchase of half of CZW at his upcoming benefit show. And um, one guy just started going in. Congratulations, Matt. Maybe you'll turn CZW in the right direction and keep hardcore alive. And and I just was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. This This guy not only thinks he bought it, I mean, he thinks he's going to change the direction of the company. And, and you know, someone posted that it's re still real to me, damn it, guy, which is fucking perfect. And, yeah, he went on like, no, no, no. Like, I mean, because I was like, wait, what? And he's like, well, you know, I mean, you know, hardcore has gone down and Matt's the guy to bring it back. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm not going to be the guy that tells you wrestling's not real. And, uh... <laughs> dude, I, honestly, they could have made it work. You know, they could have made it work, I think. I think if they actually, you know, use some lot, you know, some common sense, they could have gone about it saying, you know, Matt Tremont, you know how he gets into his promos, he starts screaming and shit. Do one of those promos saying, you know, that's why I had to step so low to get a fucking benefit show because I invested my whole life into buying it, you know, half a CZW. They could say that, you know, he put up his fucking store, anything. You know what I mean? They could have they could have tried to make it sense. If if he has a benefit show coming up, you have to mention that, you know, put that into the angle as like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm so broke now that I, I need to do a benefit show because I invested my whole life into buying this, you know, they could do something like that so they can get around. It's just the way they're doing it is, is, it's stupid. I'm sorry. He did. He abandoned uh, an actual heel character for the sake of wrestling Onita. Um, other than that match, which I mean, it seemingly he was kind of like making an exception on being father Matt Tremont in order to wrestle Onita and bring the bulldozer back. But like he was a heel two months ago and, and it's like, now I'm the fucking guy. Now all of a sudden his old music's back. He's, he's going into his whole, you know, bulldozer thing, but bulldozer who can also buy a company. Um, I, I don't know. It, to me, it's crazy. I think when he was at the height of his, his face run, I think that could have made sense where DJ could have started. Because, look, you know deathmatches have come out of CZW quite a bit. And and you could have made that the contention. Okay, let's let's put it aside the part where Matt Tremont's not buying half of a fucking CZW. Let, let's just say storyline-wise. CZW started to lose their oomph with, with deathmatches. And we could have made it where DJ was legitimately trying to rid CZW of deathmatches, which a lot of us have thought anyway. Well, the few death matches we have gotten, we could have contributed that to Matt Tremont's face run and him saying, I'm going to keep this shit alive whether you like it or not, you know, and having him announce like a straight up wrestling match and then Tremont dragging shit out of the back and fucking this is this is no rules. You know, I mean, you could have made it work then. Now it's just like out of nowhere. We're just like, oh, yeah, 
Fucking, I know you heard all that shit on the internet about another guy buying a company. It was like, Matt Tremont actually bought half the company, and here he is. And he, he's shaking hands with DJ. So there's not even, like, a split. I mean, I guess later on we'll we'll figure out that these guys don't like each other again or something. It's it's just so asinine. CCW is retarded. Yeah, it'll, it'll lead to another cage of death with DJ and Tremont. Yeah, everyone wants to see that. Yeah, of course. But, um... Yeah, I mean, we'll like we'll we'll get into the new venue and all that stuff later. But I think it's if if they try, they they can possibly make it work. It's not going to be good. I think it's a bad move to do this. Um, but I since, know one guy it's going to work with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was on my Facebook. There, there's actually a couple dozen of them, but I'll I'll get into that in a second. But uh, since they're going to a new venue, new ownership, new direction of CZW, they should have had them. As you know, Matt Tremont, the, the the face of the company, and T.J. Hyde as like you know the the heel owner, or Mark Hasby, the heel owner, or whoever the fuck. And uh, at the new venue, apparently, according to D.J. and C.Z.W., they can do whatever the fuck they want. I don't know how this is possible, but from what I'm hearing, their corner of the building is sectioned off, so there's no other entrance to it. So it's like a, it's it's, its own thing, you know. Mm. So I'm hoping that's the case, that they're literally just going to leave them the fuck alone and be like, hey, you do what the fuck you want in that corner. No one has an entrance unless you're going to that wrestling show, so we don't have to worry about kids coming in or anything like that. You do what you want, pay us the rent, we're good. you know. But apparently they can use light tubes in there. And I, I think that's asinine for them to come out of nowhere. I'm using that word a lot tonight, but what can you do? <laughs> uh, for them to, you know, someone said, hey, can light tubes be used there? And they're like, yes. Like, I mean, why would you even put that out there right away because people are if you don't use them in october people are leaving pissed yeah because i'm like i'm I thought expecting you said them light now. tubes yeah i'm expecting them now yeah so yeah. i mean you could have said hey you know uh we think we're gonna have a pretty good time there or you know we, we think uh we're gonna you know we'll see how things go i mean it just please i just don't put it right on the table like yep we can use tubes. It's like, eh, yeah. fucking or just, shit, just man. something simple. Like ultra, ultra violence will live in that building or, you know, just something simple, something yeah. subtle. And you don't have to come out and say, yeah, light tubes, nail boards. We're bringing fire back. It's like, right. Yeah. Well, are you, you know, yeah. apparently, uh, you know, DJ said that can hold a thousand people in there. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Well, like I said, we'll, we'll get into the whole venue thing. Gotta get so. back to drawing a thousand before you. That's true. Uh, but yeah, John Silver and David Starr, I feel like that's a match that, uh, you would definitely enjoy. They, they definitely killed it. Um, sure. next matchup was, uh, MJF, Maxwell Jacob, uh, Feinstein, Feinstein, whatever. Friedman, actually. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Switching your name up too many times, sir. It's only been a year and a half. Relax. Uh, but MJF against Ace Romero. Uh, this was actually a great fucking match, dude. I actually, I, I love this fucking match. Um, dude, I'm I'm a fan of Ace Romero, dude. This guy's getting good. I like him. I like him, dude. Fucking drop kicks and shit. Yeah, I like. I dig this guy. He's fucking, fucking... drop kicks and shit. This Yo, guy this says. guy's like 500 pounds, dude. He's fucking doing all kinds of crazy shit, man. And you know when he does like hurricanes and shit, it actually oh, looks get the fuck out of here, It actually dude. looks better than the Steve Mac one. Man. It's, it's decent. Uh, I can't even stand uh, this conversation right now. You you don't like Ace Romero at all from what you've seen? No, I, I like, don't like him at all. You can't give him credit, really say that he's don't. good in the ring. Um, I I think he does some pretty impressive shit for exactly. his size. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see it. Well, that's that's like a. I want like though. somebody else to tell me like, hey, this fat guy, man. He, 
he dove off of the thing. I'd be like, really? That's fucking badass. That that's about the. Uh, that's about how involved I want to be with him doing crazy shit. Right, but that's that's subjective though. That's that's like that's your pre- preference, you know what I mean? But you can see why somebody oh, yeah. would like the guy. I mean, he's he does crazy shit for his size, you know. Yeah, I mean he's over. Yeah, he, dude, he was over his shit last night, you know. Yeah, he's barely over. over. And I think a lot of it is, is is the theme song. I don't know what the song is, you know. But a lot of these wrestlers, they come out to like '80s like pops. Like you know how? Uh, yeah, I forget what song he comes out to. Yeah, I don't know. I know it. I just don't remember which one. <sighs> Fuck. If I heard it, obviously. Yeah. You look at Shane Strickland. You know, same thing. Uh-huh. Uh Perfect example is Grotto, Grado, whatever you want to call him. When he comes out to Madonna's, you know. Like I definitely prayer. don't like that guy. Yeah, but he comes out to like a prayer from Madonna, and in like, I don't know where he's at. Finland, fucking England. I don't know where he where he wrestles, but. Over there, I've seen some videos, man. His his fucking his entrance is like is like a concert, you know. Like people are singing along and shit, and he owes it all to Madonna because it's not him. They're singing to the fucking song, and you know, once that song shuts off, it's game over. Nobody gives a shit, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I like this match. You should you should check it out, man. It was a good match. Um, and then we go to the fucking finale, man. Uh, Danny should Havish. be. I mean- you definitely missed the uh, Masada and um, oh shit yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a four way yeah I did miss that I guess yeah that's true was that during one of your intermissions or <laughs> that was actually that was right after this match but uh, I don't see it even posted on CZW's website that's why I forgot about it it was probably a typo that they just missed the entire match <laughs> no 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 it's it's the visuals it's like their posters I'm looking at those. And there's um, nothing for the fucking here. Actually, I'll show you this because this is this is hilarious. This is uh this is what we're dealing with here on CCWWrestling.com. You see Danny Havoc and Alex Colon, right? Right. You see the Dub Boys and Private Party. You see Shane Strickland. You see MJF and Ace Romero. Sammy Callahan and Jimmy Lloyd. Jake and Dave Chris versus the Ugly Ducklings, and David Starr versus Johnny Silver. Yeah, and I know there was a graphic at some point for that because I remember looking at it and telling you like, "Hey, no, no, it's uh, it's G Raver is with fucking uh Stockade. It's not like he's in the match." Well, I'm like, sure oh, it's even sure, worse. Sure as hell is not on their website. Yeah, you wouldn't even know this match happened if you didn't. Yeah, there you go. This is this is the one of their issues right here. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was Stockade. It was Tim Dunst. It was Masada. Going against uh, Zachary Wentz, mm-hmm. um, Stockade. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the guy. You know, he's, and you would think I would like the guy because you know I, lo- I like the fat bleeders. He's fat. Right, he's fat and yeah. he bleeds a lot. You know, and I like that. Uh, but yeah, he's. I don't know, man. He takes some nice uh, fucking concrete bumps. You know, I'm surprised bumps. you don't work at like a fast food joint, like fist bumping motherfuckers. Like, good <laughs> job, bro. You don't want to supersize that. <laughs> All right, well, I, I need him to bleed though, man. You know. No worries. I always think the you know? visual of of the of the bigger deathmatch guys bleeding is, is is a better visual, and it probably comes from it stems from Abdullah, man. Although more... working where you work, you could really load them up on sugars and shit. You I know? could. I mean, like, yeah, bro, you want it on the house? Yeah. Want some caramel in that shit? <laughs> yeah. I make we'll that shit into up. a unicorn. You just fucking... gotta do me a favor. You gotta bleed before you leave, though. I gotta see you bleed before you leave, man. Yeah. It's all about. <laughs> He fucking oils the floors and fucking just <laughs> loads them up with sugars in their drinks. Yeah. Stick <laughs> so a they fall on the way out. Stick a razor blade in the fucking straw. I, got, I already got it in there for you, bro. You just got to pull it out. 
It's on me. Just bleed a little bit. But uh, yeah, Masada, there was uh, zero ultra violence in this match. I was expecting the skewers a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I thought a guy like Tim Dunst would definitely take him. I thought, obviously, Stockade would probably take him. And even Zachary Wentz, he, he would probably take him. Um, mm. No skewers. This match was okay. I, I don't particularly care for Tim Dunst. Uh, I don't really care for Stockade. And I don't really care for Zachary Wentz as a you know solo act. Uh, so this was just meh, you know. It was it wasn't exciting. It wasn't a bad match or anything, but it wasn't anything that I can't even remember any spots from it. So that that should tell you a lot. The two things I saw someone posted online was um, uh, Zachary Wentz did like a flip flip move over the 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 post to the guys on the outside, which I always hate like triple man catches and shit. It's like dude, just dive into a foam pit. It's the same fucking thing. Like unless like everyone doesn't catch you, and then that's that sucks a lot. Unless you but know um. The Miz would let he would drop you. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple where they like there could be twenty five guys out there, but none of them plan on catching you. <laughs> like I've seen those, um, like the great Blazini. Uh, but uh, that was all geez. He <laughs> he helped him with his foot though. He slowed him down by kicking him on his way down. But uh, but yeah, um, he did a move like that. That was pretty cool. Um, and then I saw what was the finish where Zachary once tried to hit like a, a swanton, but like it was way the fuck off, like way off. Like Masada putting his knees up brought him closer to hitting it than he would if he didn't do that shit. Like he completely missed that fucking move. And then he got up and tried to like run at Masada and he hit him with that. I calls it like a murder plex or I forget what he calls it. That might be, I don't know if it's Joker that calls it the murder plex or him. It's pretty that much sounds, the same sounds like a Joker thing, yeah. Yeah, but uh, he hit him with that suplex on his head, and uh, I think that was it. So, I mean, that, that looked good for what it was, but yeah. So yeah. that brings Masada up to uh, number one contender for the uh, Feinstein kid. Yeah, and actually, uh, I, I should probably mention, he came out actually at the end, and uh, Feinstein ran away in the crowd, and he stole his title. So Ah, uh, okay. Masada and Feinstein, that, that's actually a match I would like to see, though. You know, I like I like. Yeah. Feinstein. Cool. I'm sure it'd be really good. Uh, I, Feinstein's really talented. Um, I don't like that cornball fucking video they think they do with the uh, Giacarlo kid. I, I don't really like that guy, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know you don't. His videos are nice, though. I mean, the, the, the way he edits them and shit. I mean, yeah, fuck that artsy fruit shit. I don't give a fuck about it. Man, I, it, I don't know if it's him doing all of it. But overall, their video packages and, and vignettes and stuff like last night, they were, they're much better quality than they used to be. Yeah. I mean, they're well done. I've never, you know, doubted that they're well done. But I, I don't give a fuck about it. Even uh, Anthony Gangone, I guess he's like a House of Glory guy. It blows. He, um, they tried to use him. This will be the third attempt at trying to get this fucking guy over. They tried using him with the front. Uh, that didn't work. Um, then they he tried was to in bring, that? Yeah, he I, was I in the front. I remember that. Yeah, he was there, um, and then they tried to um, they tried to bring him in in best of the best, and like randomly, like they put him in best of the best, and they gave Beta Scott as his manager, and it was like, well, the fucking guy doesn't work here, and you brought him, a, you paid for a valet to work for him. To I think he went out first round, it, like it didn't make any fucking sense. It was like, all right, I guess we try that, and then he just wasn't back again. So now this is the third time around. Or we're gonna make a big deal about him coming in like anyone gave a shit the first two times. So Yeah. Yeah. Is he any good in the ring? I've I've seen him at the uh, game changer show in Allentown. 
And I've seen yeah. him once or twice other times. But uh, he's like the House of Glory champion he was. So I'm, I'm guessing he's got to be at least decent because, you know, HOG, they got some pretty pretty good guys up there. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't impressed when I saw him, but a lot could change. I don't even watch wrestling, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's always going to crack me out, whatever. <laughs> Let's show you I don't even watch wrestling, but. <laughs> yeah. Here's us reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the irony yeah, of it all, you know? It's hilarious. Uh yeah, I, you know, I don't even watch it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, let's let's get into the to the main event of the night. Um, yeah. it was Danny Havoc against Alex Colon, obviously in Danny's last match. Um, I know you've been a huge fan of Danny for years. Do you wanna do you wanna get into this first? Because I think you probably know a lot more about his history and overall. And I'll I'll get into the match and say what happened with it. Yeah, I mean, Danny Havoc's busted his ass since day one. Like I said uh, before, I remember seeing him in uh, I what I think was his first match was a battle royal that was uh, in Tournament of Death. Fuck, I don't remember numbers like that. But Tournament of Death, and uh, he actually got lit on fire by a barbed wire bat that was on fire. He was wearing a wife beater, and um, Wax, who was actually still shooting photography ripped the wife beater off of him that was wouldn't go out from the outside. Like, he just grabbed him by the wife beater and, like, pulled his fucking shirt off of him because he, he was just going to fucking burn bad. And uh, that was quickly overshadowed when Blood um, filleted his leg open. That was the biggest cut I've ever seen in wrestling. Uh, it was disgusting. Both of those things happened, like, right in front of me. And uh, Blood got his leg just fucking filleted he went in like leg first into a shopping cart full of uh light tubes and yeah it was fucking bad and uh yeah so that overshadowed uh danny's you know flaming barbed wire bat spot which is pretty nutty but uh pretty much soon after that he went off of that into matches with dj hyde i know he wrestled andy sumner for a while and they were uh, he would you know yell like i hate the fucking sambo style and that was like their back and forth and uh they were both students at the time but um dj was coming up around the same time and they ended up getting into somewhat of a feud where dj would just beat the dj was green i know that's weird to say because he's still green but um (laughs) he wore like a trash bag outfit and (laughs) with the letters dj on him and he just fucking I mean, he was so fucking unsafe and danny just took every fucking move he had like just got dropped on his head over and fucking over and over with Danny's fucking uh DJ's fucking lariats that would land any fucking wear on his head neck. I mean, he was just destroying Danny on a monthly basis, and it just seemed like they kept coming up with like sillier spots for them to do, and Danny would just keep taking losses. The gimmick was that he was just never gonna beat DJ Hyde, and the and he just wouldn't give up. And uh, the one month I'll never forget that spot was he tied him to a fucking stretcher and threw him over the fucking top rope to the outside. Like, what the fuck? I was like, this fucking dude is he's going to be in a fucking wheelchair. Soon after Danny actually made the shirt that said Danny Havoc and I had like the handicap fucking logo on it because he fully planned on being handicapped at some point working the way he was and he didn't seem to have a problem with it. 
Um, yeah, he, he just continuously was the guy in CZW that would do anything under the sun as far as death matches went and bumps went. The dude was completely fearless. Um, one of my favorite things he ever did was the, the match with uh, Sammy Callahan and Cage of Death. Um, that was my second favorite one-on-one match in Cage of Death, first being Lobo Zandig and, and Cage of Death 4. Um, I mean, just, just fucking crazy. Sammy Callahan, a guy who was not known for death match wrestling, wasn't really super into it, played the, you know, the goth horror gimmick, but really wasn't super death match guy. Danny really brought him into that realm and they just fucking killed it. I mean, they did some of the sickest spots in that match. I mean, you gotta go back and watch it if you haven't seen it. And, um, yeah, Danny's always just been a bad motherfucker. It's been willing to do anything. Um, if I had anything critical to say about him, I'd say that his, his promos are never good, and uh, his persona, as far as the way he carried himself to the ring and stuff, always seemed like he didn't give a shit. But uh, the amount of his body that he put on the fucking line, clearly he must have gave a shit. Um, but he always just seemed like, eh. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't fucking exactly ring what you mean. On fire, yeah. There could be 800 light tubes in the match, and he'd always have this look like, yeah, I guess we'll do this. Man, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. He was very nonchalant about everything. He yeah. Kind of like, eh, eh, all right. Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess we're going to die cool. today. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's yeah. Cage of Death. It's Cage of Death, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, why not? I'll, I'll take those, dude. It's fine. But, uh, yeah. I this... like shoulder shrugging. Like, if he had, like, taunts in, like, a WWE game, shoulder shrug would be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I guess so. Meh. Uh, he, sh- he should have had a shirt that just said meh, <laughs> meh. whatever yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah um his his series with alex cologne you know in the past couple of years have been really really good um like i said alex is really innovative and uh he does some crazy shit once he entered that deathmatch realm uh definitely not safe for the fans but um he does some really crazy shit in the ring i'm a fan of his uh as far as wrestling goes and uh you know uh, it was a perfect guy to go out with i think again i thought when when it came down to like the gauntlet i know gcw was only able to do so much but you know i definitely would have put dj in that gauntlet i would have put sammy in that gauntlet uh alex cologne um probably uh obviously you couldn't get drake in there but drake would be one of those guys he had wars with um you know dev but you know, it was what it was as far as that went. Um, Masada. Yeah, Masada you had wars with, you know. Scotty. Yeah, Scotty would have been a good one. Uh, I think he spent more time on, on the side of Scotty than he did against them. But, yeah. but I mean, any yeah, kind of relationship with them. them. Yeah. Um, would you say, like, obviously I think his, his best feud was probably the Sammy Callahan stuff. But, uh. Second best feud, like one on one feud, would you say it's it's the Carlos Colon one? Not Carlos, uh, Alex Colon. Yeah, his matches with Carlos weren't nearly <laughs> as good. Um, they weren't as good. The Alex Colon one was, yeah, I mean, those were good shit for sure. I really liked his match with fucking damage. I mean, that that was the pop on that was fucking crazy because um, I always liked that moment in CZW when uh, Danny Havoc was calling out anybody. Just like anybody to fight him, he, he open challenge type shit, and uh, out came Greg Excellent, and everyone's like, oh, okay, here we go, and fucking 
then all of a sudden, you know, the crowd fucking popped, and Greg's like, yeah, fuck yeah for me. He turns around, and it's fucking brain damage is standing there. And he fucking just knocks him out, and then him and Danny go, you know, head to head. And he he knocked out two of Danny's teeth in that match. And just, yeah, I mean, brutal fucking shit. What show and, was this? Oh, fuck, man. I forget the name of the show now. Um, yeah, I remember a lot of stuff. I don't always remember the dates or names. Um, if someone said it, I'd, I'd remember it. But uh, I know that the the DVD had them on the cover for sure. But, um, yeah, yeah I don't know was, if I've ever seen it. I don't recall. Yeah, it was one of Damage's first CCW matches. He had his matchup against um, Beef Wellington in Tournament of Death. Or, which was kind of like, eh, I didn't really see, you know, what the hype was, but... His match when he showed up against Danny Havoc was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be the guy. And, and, you know, from there on, he just tore shit up. What do but, you think? Uh, what do you think? A little little sidetrack here. What do you think he would be right now if he was still alive? Um, Like, could I you mean, ever see him make that transition to just regular wrestling? Because he, he had to look for it to be like, you know, he was a big dude. Yeah, I mean, he was an excellent brawler. His look was fucking just phenomenal. You know, he looked like the Terminator. I mean, he looked like the wrestling Terminator. Um, he definitely had that, you know, that fear factor. And um, I, I don't know. Um, I think, you know, he was a good enough brawler that they could have made it work that way. Um, you know, I think it, a lot of it hinged on, you know, his sobriety being right and him steering his life in the right direction. That could, dude could have accomplished anything if, if that was the road he took. So it's it's tough to say, but I mean he had the look and he was over and you know, I mean his punch spots ended up eclipsing everything Necro was doing with punch spots. Necro started that damage, fucking took it. I mean he just ran with it. Yeah. Uh, in the chat room, they're saying actually, uh, in with the old, out with the new was the show that that had brain damage and Danny had. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. yeah. And and you know what sucked too. This was what helped to start my hatred for DJ Hyde in the ring was um, he didn't own the company yet, but he really started to everybody in the crowd thought he had the influence and he was politicking or money marking. He was doing something to weasel his way into top spots that no one wanted to see him in. And it was supposed to be the rematch of Danny Havoc versus Brain Damage. And the motherfuckers were in the ring. And next thing you know, DJ Hyde's music hits. And it's a three-way. And it was like, you motherfucker. And I, I don't think we ever got the the one-on-one rematch of Danny Havoc and Brain Damage. But uh, anything else you want to say about Danny Havoc before we get into this match? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, as far as, you know, this match, it was, it was set up, uh, I think, the right way. These guys being the last, you know, the last two, uh, or you know, Alex being the last guy. So, um, yeah, how was it? So they they started out with obviously you know a ton of barbed wire, barbed wire boards. They had uh, styrofoam balls covered in fucking uh, forks, and they had obviously you know Danny loves those carpet strips. Like every match has to have carpet strips. Yeah. So they had a ton of um, different things made up of carpet strips, which I, I hate carpet strips, but we've already gone over that. But uh, they brought out a couple of panes of glass, which I was like, all right, well, I, I see where we're going with this match. Because at first I thought it was going to be, you know, staple guns and a couple of barbed wire bats and here and there and somebody will blade and they'll call it, a, you know, I was I was I wasn't very excited for it. But uh, once they started bringing out the glass and 
I saw how much barbed wire there was, and the ladder started coming out. I was like, all right, well, this shit's about to get wild. Um, immediately started out with the panes of glass, fucking threw each other into it. Glass exploded all over the place. Um, used a ton of barbed wire. This, this was a really good fucking match, dude. I mean, this is the third time going at it, and uh, they've always killed it. You know, This is like mm. him and RSP, Danny Havoc and RSP, and then Alex Colon and, and Danny Havoc are probably my two most favorite uh danny havoc feuds as of like you know the last five six years i forgot um, the danny havoc rsp matches every one of those were fucking insane so yeah. that's definitely got to be up there too yeah and uh this was nothing less man they started bringing out the light tubes they brought out a bundle first you know and then they started fucking going at it one-on-one just smashing it on each other's heads and the fucking crowd went nuts because you know nobody was really expecting it fucking right. brought out the light tubes and uh this was probably my I would say the most dangerous match I've been around, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Dude, like, Gage and Tremont had nothing on this with those fucking tubes flying in the crowd. This shit was dangerous, and I think it, it stems back to Alex Colon just being careless, man, because I can't yeah, tell he you. Is, he really doesn't give a fuck. I can't tell you how much I feared for, for getting fucking, you know, like, cut in my face. Because, dude, the light tubes were flying like crazy in the crowd. You know, and and it's normal. It's not like I'm. This is my first time going to a death match. You know what I mean? But this was like some other shit. This wasn't like a piece of glass. This was half the fucking light tube flying into the crowd and people catching it. You know, like yeah. big ass fucking pieces. You know, one one went right by the like literally right by my head, hit the fucking wall. And you're not sitting close at all. Yeah, I'm, dude. I'm, I'm. I stay away. You know, I'm, I'm general admission. I'm, I'm by the fucking tables and shit. Yeah, you know? that's um, great. Yeah, dude, and it wasn't just one, man. Every single light tube they used went flying in the fucking crowd. How many tubes would you say they used in this match? They probably went back and forth with, like, ten right now, like, you know, five each. And then they brought out a bundle of tubes, which was, like, two bundles put together. It was pretty big. And then they had panes of glass as, like, the supporting thing. So they had two panes and then light tubes in between it. Um, They probably used a good, like, 20, 25 tubes. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, another part of the match that kind of scared everybody was, uh, they had some kind of structure made out of the carpet strips and Alex Cologne like tackled Danny Havoc into it and half the carpet strips just landed in first row, you know? <laughs> and like, there's like, like people just like holding them and shit. Like, Oh, what the fuck dude? Like the other yeah. carpet strips in my lap, you know? Um, and I was, I was like right there. I was right behind them, you know, in, in the GA area. So I saw it like it literally just landed in their lap. Um, and then like fans yeah. had to like help him get it off of him and shit. But uh, this was a pretty fucking dangerous match, dude. Ton of light tubes flying, ton of carpet strips flying. Just just some nutty shit, man. It always baffles me, you know, since since the thing happened with me, I mean DJI'd paid my fucking seven hundred dollar hospital bill straight up. It, you would think that that shit would like pass on to first off pass on to Alex. And I mean, that's on DJ, whether he did that or not. And obviously didn't. Cause I think if Alex had to pay a fucking $700 bill rather than getting his booking money, he'd probably fucking keep a little bit, you know, more of a careful watch on what he was doing out there. Um, you know, uh, for one, for two, DJ paid the fucking bill. Why does he not fucking keep this shit under wraps? You know, I mean, there's ways to do it in certain directions where you're not just going to send shrapnel into the crowd. There used to be, I remember it was back, um, I mean, O2 CZW when they started doing like the real crazy shit in Delaware. And um, 
they had that fucking Steve C wrestling up against the Hellaware assassin. Those were guys that were, uh, responsible for getting some of the buildings for CZW back in Delaware. So, uh, believe me, Hellaware will still tell you to this day that he, he built CZW in Delaware, but he's retarded. Um, he actually did tell me that at TOD. I'm sure he did. Dude, I was, I, I was at the merch table. This guy keeps fucking tapping me. He's like, Oh, were you at this show? And I'm like, nah, dude, I wasn't. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure I was the replacement in that cage of death. Like, dude, you know you were. Why? Like, you're sitting here trying to like tell people you were in this. Like, I get it, dude. You were in it. I, I get it. I don't care. You're standing you know in am, the cut, right? staring at the DVD, hoping someone touches it, so right. you can fucking swoop in. You're fucking. You're ridiculous. It's like you know who I am, right? I'm like, yeah, Hello Assassin. He's like, oh, okay. I just wanted to. Yeah, Let's say what's up. Sure. And it's like, dude, yeah, you have it tattooed on your forearms. Hello, where it's at. I, I know who you are. I just don't care to extend yeah. my hand out and have this conversation right now. But but uh, they were doing like crazy reckless shit. And I remember seeing that. Like they'd have like a bundle. They'd walk to the outside and they'd swing it like towards the fucking crowd. So when it smashed it. And I remember even at that point going, what the fuck is wrong with these dudes? And everyone was like up in arms like. When you heard, you know, you'd always hear wrestlers talking in the intermission and, you know, they'd talk to you and stuff. And they were all like, yeah, those fucking guys are untrained and fucking super dangerous and fuck that. And, and it became like more obvious to me that you would see as you went to a bunch of these deathmatch shows that if you had a guy on the outside swing a bundle, they'd swing it towards the ring, which makes a ton of sense. You know, you're trying to really endanger the other guy, if anything, but not the crowd. And that seemed to be, for the most part, the way they do it. And if they hit a spot on light tubes, it was either going downwards or they'd put whatever plunder towards the ring. And, and you'd go in that direction. So, to, you know, the fucking – and obviously you got hit little pieces of glass that would come at you towards from the ring. That's not a new thing. But, like, chunks of weapons landing in your lap is definitely more of a new thing than, it, than in the past. And it, it seems weird that we'd go backwards in safety. Especially when, you know, the owners paid money for this shit already. So, I don't know. It's on them. I, I'm at a distance. You ain't hitting me with shit anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, dude, I'm telling you, man. You would think, like, at a TOS I would or a TOD, I would say that's, like, my craziest experience with light tubes. No. Mm -hmm. It was this match that barely had light tubes. Like, yo, I'm telling yeah. you, man. That shit was scary. That shit was fucking flying. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not talking little pieces. I'm talking about, like... Half of the fucking light tube is flying at me. You know, I'm just yeah. like, yo, like, yeah, I didn't sign up for this shit, dude. I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I'm not trying to be a deathmatch wrestler. You know, I don't have half of the crowd is. I'm not. I mean, just keep that yeah. shit away from me. I don't I have no interest in that. But, um, there yeah, was my biggest, my biggest anger was that it hit my motherfucking tattoo and like sliced my tattoo in half. You know what I mean? Otherwise, man, I take scratches from cats all day, like every day, you know, handling cats every day. I mean, it, you get a lot of scratches and stuff, so I'm really not too worried about that. Obviously, I don't get scratched like that fucking barbed wire cut me, but, you know, I've, I can handle that type of shit, but I, I didn't like it cutting my fucking arm right open. But, I mean, if that's that's a kid, I, you know, there's little girls in that crowd and shit like that. If one of them caught that to their face, I mean, CCW's gone. I mean, you got to know that. You can't, like, pretend like the worst case scenario is what happened to me. Like, it can be a lot worse if that shit falls in the wrong fucking, you know, person. Yeah. And so, I, again, I'm not even worried about scratches, you know. Like, my, my pain tolerance is, is pretty high up, man. I can, right, I, right. I can handle some pain, but I'm not even talking about scratches. I'm more worried about a light tube hitting me in the eye and shit. Like, like I don't want to lose yeah. an eye going to a fucking deathmatch show, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, 
Dude, light tube, you know, you touch the skin on your neck, that skin is thin, dude. You get a light tube oh, yeah. in your neck, you might fucking die. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not paying 20 bucks to get in to have, uh, you know, cologne kill me. I'm not really signed up for that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, there were, um, there's these three girls, women, whatever you want to call it. There's more or less, like, three or four generations of women. There's, like, a little girl, and then, like, what looks like might be her mom, and then what looks like might be her grandma. They were sitting in front of me when I got fucking cut open and happened to be at the concession stand. You know what I mean? It very well could have been. It's it's not I was in the second row. So I mean I I wasn't even the closest to the action that I could be. So um, yeah, I mean it's it is what it is. I mean they've they've had their warning by shit happening, but Yeah. Um, and again, I have no problem with getting getting cut at a show it's gonna happen like little little cut here and there that's yeah, yeah. It's, it's a given you know you're going mm-hmm. to a fucking there's tubes flying i get it I, i'm just saying like the the chunks that were flying that's some shit that could like literally like put somebody out you know that's not a little cut that we're talking here that's half of a fucking light tube flying from you know 25 feet that's you know that's some pretty crazy shit there but uh just as i expected i know we talked about this before when we were reviewing once in a lifetime um and apparently a lot of people still don't know about this, but because uh, when I asked DJ, I honestly, I honestly, God, I forget which wrestler actually told me this, but it was at the show and, and they, they told me and I, I, the next day I asked DJ and he was like, he was like, who told you that? You know, because like, I guess it wasn't a thing that was supposed to be out, but um, they brought out this, this barbed wire board and it was the explosive, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they had the explosives in there that they were actually supposed to use for the Onita match. The Onita match, the end was supposed to be a big, you know barbed wire board with the explosions and shit they picked up the wrong board you know botched the end <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. they used the wrong board and i guess they, they kept it there since then and they figured they might as well use it for this match which is good for danny you know it, it stood out um they did a big bump from the from the ladder onto the barbed wire with the fucking explosion and uh, i couldn't really see it from my angle i just saw a big cloud of smoke so i was like ah, oh, they did say they botched the spot and they had an extra barbed wire board with explosions they probably same one you know mm-hmm so that was cool. And then the finish was, um, it was like a double stomp or something like that from the top of the ladder through the light tubes, through the panes of glass. So it was definitely a wild match. Definitely, definitely. Fun, Alex won. Alex won. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good match. And uh, Alex Cologne, man, he was a fucking, he was a bloody mess. That dude bleeds like a motherfucker, man. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is, man. But that guy, he was, he was a wreck, you know, and they, yeah. had, they had to take him out. They had to take him back early. And uh, Danny Havoc really put him over, so he was saying that he's going to carry on the ultraviolence, and he's the he's the guy that's going to replace him. And so I guess Danny really likes working with the guy. I mean, they have good yeah. chemistry, so I'm I'm pretty sure he was uh you know hand chosen by by Danny Havoc to put over. And um, yeah. Alex Colon, I guess I guess he's becoming a deathmatch guy because that's what they really put him over as. You know, they're like he is the new deathmatch guy. Like this is our you know, we'll see. Yeah, and I like I said before though, like I. I think GCW is dropping the ball big time for if they're not throwing him in the car with a bunch of other people, you know, and heading out from Ohio because I mean, Ohio guys are pretty easily bookable on in on the East Coast. It's it's not that far off, you know, and um, even CZW, there's enough guys from Ohio heading over. I mean, for him not to be on every show is kind of silly. Yeah, well, GCW is definitely bringing him in more now, so well, that's that's good for them. Yeah, so you should you should be seeing him. He'll be one of 12 death matches on the card. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Good but, luck standing out, buddy. Yeah. But, no, he is he's very innovative. With yeah, his, he his is. Moves. He, does, he does some real crazy shit that you haven't seen. 
I like this thing mm. that he does with like the clothesline. He like clotheslines like a bundle into the guy's face. Yeah, <laughs> some like real crazy shit. Yeah, he um, does nutty shit. Yeah, but uh, overall, really good match, man. I I, I liked it, and uh, I pretty much regretted going to the show up until then. But when I saw this, I was like, ah, oh, this is what I came for. This this is like a special mm-hmm. moment. This is what I wanted to see. And uh, the Feinstein and uh, the Ace Romero match was good. Silver and fucking uh, David Starr was good. The four way out, eh, that was that wasn't. That wasn't anything special. And, and the Chris Cash Memorial ladder match, that was probably the most disappointing thing on the card to me, honestly. So that wraps it up for Down With The Sickness 2017. Uh, I'm sure, you know, once you watch the match with Danny Havoc, you know, you'll have some of your own notes to talk about and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. Uh, they're going to be going to a new arena next month. So. This is apparently like a, like a, I don't know if it's a fucking kindergarten. What is this shit? <laughs> it's a, the fucking, uh, I don't know. It's like Rastatelli fucking kids zone or yeah. something. Like they're having all sorts of kids events. Like they renamed the building from like one thing that was like sports and more or some shit. Yeah. And then they renamed it like the Razzatelli Kids Center or something. Like they, they added kids to the name of the fucking thing. So it's like. CCW at the McDonald's Play Place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, all right. Yeah. I mean, when you Fuck look it. at the logo for the place, it just screams kids at you. It's like, oh, okay. This, are we going to Chuck E. Cheese? What's happening here? We're having a death yeah. match? You know, I don't know. But apparently they have, you know, their own section. So hopefully that just, you know, you won't be seeing kids going in and out. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, last night, dude, it was probably one of my worst experiences at the Flyer Skate Zone, ironically enough, the last time. And it was just, it was so fucking crowded. There was just so many kids, you know. It was, it was like teeny boppers, you know. Like, they're the worst age, 16-year-olds that you just want to, like, punch in the face but can't. It's just annoying, you know. I, I yeah. really don't want to hear, like, Britney Spears hit me one more time in the background of, like, Tremont coming out and smashing light tubes and shit like that. It, it doesn't work out well. Wanting to punch people in the face but can't is how I feel about all wrestling crowds. Um, <laughs> but... I mean, I'm not going to get too critical on CZW, you know, deciding to do shows at Chuck E. Cheese now because, I mean, again, you just talked about where they are doing it now. Like, there's way too many people talking about, like, oh, death matches are over now that they're going to this place. Dude, you literally watched people fucking ice skating to, you know, Britney Spears and fucking, uh, you know. LFO and Backstreet Boys. Yes. Yeah, Taylor Swift's song is playing, like, just out of earshot of fucking Tremont's music. You know what I mean? You're like, you know, you can almost hear it in the background as, as a deathmatch wrestler's music hits. You know, Masada's deathmatch entrance with with the backing of Taylor Swift. You know, I mean, it's it's really not that far off. Um, so, yeah. I, and I think even going the route of saying look that's a comcast building flyers fucking practice there it's a little more high end a little more covered by media and everything else so if anything i think the flyer skate zone would be a harder building to pull things off than where they're going well that's that's what i'm excited about because that's that's what i was hearing last night is that you know it's a little bit and you're right like it is a comcast building it is the flyers in there so they, they can't do crazy shit like and I can understand why they don't want light tubes in there, you know, just because of last night. Shit like that happened, you know, somebody gets injured, flyers yeah. get zone, like, yeah, dude, you're behind it. Um, so hopefully it is blocked off, and hopefully they do have a little bit more leeway to do what they want. And hopefully what they want is to do some of the ultraviolence that they used to do, which 
it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think death matches are going to be toned down. I think if anything, they're probably going to turn them up a little bit now. Um, and I don't have a problem with that. You know, one match, one match a card, the rest of it just have regular shit. I have no problem with that. If, if you want to tone it down, I'm not saying have five, you know, but if you're yeah. going to have that one, go all out with it. You know, I've just hated what they've done in the last few months, you know, with like Cannonball and Tremont being like really a disappointing match and that barbed wire madness that barely had anything. Like I, I hate shit like that, you know? And that was yeah. just lazy because it's like, dude, we're not asking for tubes. It's barbed wire. You've been using it for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, for starters, Tremont owns half the company now, so um, <laughs> death back. matches are alive as far as I, you know, I mean, what other way can it go? The bulldozer owns half the company. You know? <laughs> uh, if it was Father Matt Tremont that owned half the company, that would be a bad thing. <laughs> but... But now the other the other positive from what I'm hearing is that the internet connection is very good in the uh, the uh, Jimboree that they're going to, so um, this should open doors for pay per view to iPay-per-view to be back alive, which I think was the big problem in the Comcast building for whatever <laughs> fucking reason. Fucking Comcast building. <laughs> like, I don't know why they couldn't get internet in the Comcast building. <laughs> I mean Comcast sucks. I mean I have Comcast. It fucking sucks. They charge you a million fucking dollars, but you figure at one of their fucking their buildings they'd have it unlocked, but apparently not. Yeah, Xfinity can't get in their own building, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's strangely enough. So. Yeah. But uh, Jersey All Pro, they got an October show coming up. They announced a couple matches. Uh, we got Black G's versus Keith Lee. Yeah. Um, Keith that... Lee is fucking amazing. I, I actually I got a couple PWG DVDs last night. I watched one of them last night. Okay. And um, dude, that Keith Lee guy, man, I I dare someone to, to mention a, a, a big guy that's been better than him. I think he's the best big man, most agile, not personality wise and gimmick wise. I'm not talking about that. Talking about just in ring, in ring, there's no fucking way that there's anybody better than Keith Lee. You know, like yeah. Bam Bam was cool. He was doing you know fucking moon salts and all that shit. But this Keith Lee guy, man, he's fucking tremendous. So him and and good for Black Cheese. You know, it's a it's a bigger match. I feel like Black Cheese over the last couple of years. You know, he's kind of been like mid card guy, barely on the card. Um, so that'll be good. Yeah, I'm glad they're bringing in someone to to wrestle Black Cheese. He's been the Jersey All Pro World Heavyweight Champion since last year. You know, and Jersey All-Pro doesn't run a lot of shows, but I'm glad that, you know, if they're going to run shows, they're going to bring in talent for their world champion. And, and Keith Lee is, I mean, he's a really impressive big guy. Um, you know, his match with Leo Rush at that fucking, uh, the fucking whatever, uh, Janela Fest down there, <laughs> that uh, that was really good. And, um, you know, I mean... It, yeah, I mean, it, I don't think this could disappoint. I think this is definitely the highlight. A lot of the rest of this card, I, I'm not looking forward to at all. I'm, I'm, I don't plan on seeing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. The next one is uh, Call the Beast versus Matt Riddle, which I, yeah. I like. I think Call the Beast is good in the ring, but uh, this is such a fucking waste of Matt Riddle. Cause like Matt Riddle is probably going to be one of the most expensive guys on the Indies. If you're using him, why the fuck would you put him against? call the beast you know put him against a sammy callahan or something like that you know but yeah call the beast and matt riddle is happening so call the beast from the woods call or? the beast from the woods he's okay yeah that's that's the call the beast i was thinking about yeah he's not um, getting great internet connection over there either it's not just the yeah same, so. he's got no wi-fi in the woods uh, um 
But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of Kyle the Beast. I think his gimmick is whack, and and his whole his, his whole look and everything is crazy to me about that. Um, yeah, he's he's a beast, but he walks with a cane. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, which which is it, bro? You handicapped? You, you fucking yeah, the, cane, <laughs> the, cane. <laughs> the cane is what's is going ridiculous. on. You need a walking stick to get to the ring, but you're a beast. All right, I got yeah. you. We also um, have uh, an awful match of uh, TJ Macaroni. Marconi, whatever the fuck the guy's name is, against yeah. Gacy the Clown. Yeah, I, I mean, you're from the woods, but you got face paint. You know, yeah, like, where, where the fuck they got face paint in the woods? Where's the mirror? Do you have, like, a mirror <laughs> yeah, on the know. tree? Just hanging on the tree? Fuck goes on. Yeah. You got, like, Caesar doing your fucking makeup and shit. <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a good show, man. I don't think Jersey Old Pro has disappointed me yet, aside from, like, the worldwide TV bullshit taping, whatever the fuck that was. Um, yeah, well, we'll macaroni see. and Gacy's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Steve <laughs> Max putting over macaroni and you know saying uh, he took someone to his limits. I don't even remember who the fuck he was talking about. Took took somebody to their limits and uh, get the fuck out of here, dude. I I am this dude is in terrible fucking shape and we'll get into people in terrible shape in a little while. But uh, I, I'm not into it. If you can't put enough into your look and your presentation to look like a fucking wrestler, to look like you're doing something athletic, I work in an animal shelter, and I am in better shape than the majority of the fucking indies. Why is that? You know what I mean? I, I seem to give a fuck about the way I look more so than these fucking people who are presenting themselves as top-caliber athletes for people's fucking... Uh, for people's entertainment uh, why why should i pretend like that's good enough I, I don't think so so i i think he's sloppy i think he looks like shit and um and, and gacy is just he's turned himself into a joke it's good that he's doing the clown thing because he's been acting like a fucking clown on the internet for a while yeah i don't i don't know what's with the clown thing i mean i didn't even yeah, put it, it and that whole clown thing together but i no, guess that's, that's what he's doing, doing. Yeah, he, he's he's playing dress up it's the hot halloween costume so that's <laughs> what he's doing dress. <laughs> Uh, I guess he's calling his new home Chikara also. I saw a picture of him. In he was trolling. Was he? Yeah, he was trolling. Okay. Not quite Joey Janela banging a dude trolling, but he <laughs> was uh, he was trolling as far as, uh, you know, just DJ hates Chikara. And, you know, and he's just like, oh, my new home. Like, because at that point he was still playing up the I'll never be at CZW again angle until he showed up at CZW. Who would have yeah. fucking predicted that? Right. So. Man, yeah, that's not gonna be very good. Oh yeah, we we missed that Joe Gacy showed up at some point, didn't we? I think we yeah, missed yeah, that. Yeah, I think yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't he there he that. showed up with a bunch of other people in masks. I don't know if any of the people in masks were big enough to be Greg Excellent, but I feel like that's <laughs> I feel like that's that's where that's headed because he he already put over that Greg Excellent warned him about CZW years ago and yeah. and, and which is really only like a year ago when they did the same thing and. uh he should have listened and da, 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 da. so if you see like one of those guys in mask that's shaped just like greg excellent <laughs> don't be fucking surprised he was there last night holding the door for people so. yeah Something well yeah he worked the uh the fucking uh king and queen of the ring show they had the wsu show beforehand ah wonderful yeah i'm sure that was exciting uh yeah, they also have uh, – let's let's talk about On Point real quick, actually. Um, Matt Tremont is apparently leaving On Point. Uh, not sure exactly what happened with this, but – Yeah, I don't have the actual post. Um, I don't know if I could find it real quick. But, you know, it, it wasn't 
and I, I asked Loudy, and he gave me some bullshit, but um, I, I don't buy a fucking thing that he said. Um, shit, see if I can find it. I don't think I can. But yeah, um, it was, it was like a couple weeks ago when Matt put the original post up. It was it was something along the lines of you know I've shed buckets of blood here since day one, and it's a company I've you know invested my time into, and I don't feel appreciated, so I'm gonna leave it. Originally, we thought it was CZW, but apparently, it's on point. Yeah. Um. Shit, I feel like I can find it at this point. Um, so yeah, that that's basically like what he had put out in his previous thing, uh, saying that uh, you know, saying that he he's bled buckets and he's had his passion and he's he's done this and that and dedicated his time to a company and it, it seems like he needs to move on. We we thought it was definitely CZW. There was no question it wasn't going to be CZW because where else is he talking about? I mean. What what has he really dedicated all that time and blood and and um, loyalty? Loyalty was like a big, seemingly push as far as you know what he was saying. And I mean loyalty, CZW. I didn't even think of On Point because On Point is you know I mean that's like his company. It's him and Loudy have been running this company, but um, I can't find it. But uh, he um, the way he put it was like. I am no longer uh, the only companies that I run is H2O and he said something else and he, he said I am no longer affiliated with on point wrestling like it, it wasn't like it wasn't a friendly fucking parting I don't give a fuck what Loudy says or anything like that there's there's something else to it um, obviously it's not going to come out Tremont's way too um, polite and you know he, he's uh, he he doesn't do business that way where he's gonna air things out. Um, Loudy's definitely not gonna say anything because he definitely caught the the part of the deal where he loses out if Matt Tremont's no longer involved there. Uh, I expect things to go downhill in On Point Wrestling. I really do. I think a lot of their following was following the bulldozer where he went and he stood for On Point Wrestling, and they might do some good shit there, but. I think a lot of those are loyal bulldozer fans personally. Um, so I, I don't know what happened, but I think that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, that, that was his shit. I mean, sure. H2O was his thing too, is his thing, but on point wrestling, he really waved the flag there. So to, to really come out and say, I am no longer affiliated with, eh, that's yeah, can't be good. No. Can't be good. But uh, I, th- I think they're going to start to use Gage a lot more and try to kind of replace Matt Tremont with Gage, which is nice, but at the same time, you could have had both on the same. Like, dude, having Matt Tremont, Janela, and Gage at an on-point show every month, that's, you know, that's a bit of a draw on its own. I think they could have drew bigger crowds than they used to. But losing Tremont, that's that's a big hit for them. Tremont, Tremont was like part owner though like you know like he would come out and he would like wave the flag and he'd come out and make like you know pre-show announcements and fucking he'd be out there cutting a promo on what what we had in store for the card that night he he played a second role of el gordo libre where he'd fucking wear a hawaiian shirt and a mexican mask and have a comedy match on the same card that he had a main event you know like he he wore a lot of hats there it wasn't just replace him with a wrestler and then and you're good so i don't think gage being there is any consolation you know i mean that's that's great but yeah well he did all their promotion too i mean Loudy yeah. barely did promotion he that's what he was doing mm-hmm. um, i think we even when we had him on the show when i asked him about on point he said you know 
Flout, he's like the booker and he handles like the you know all that stuff. But he's the guy that promotes everything and kind of keeps an eye on everything else, you know. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of Gage and Owen Point, they announced Gage versus Tracy Smothers at Masters of the Mat. Uh, a lot of people are excited about this match. What the fuck are your thoughts on Tracy Smothers in 2017? Everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. He's a veteran. Uh, you know, he's been around the you know the IWA Mid South crowd for a long time. He knows the deal, man. I mean, this isn't a guy who's going to be caught off guard or not not know what he's in for for the people who are like gage is gonna kill him i that's not that's not what's gonna happen but yeah. um i don't think this is yeah. gonna be good dude I think, I think i don't know i don't i don't think it's gonna be something that you're gonna talk about for years or anything like that yeah i just i think he's a lot older than people expect him to be i think when he shows up you're not getting the same tracy smothers you got an ecw and shit you know this is like this is like a fucking what probably like a 15 years older version of that i'm guessing um yeah. yeah i mean he did a ton of iwa shit but i don't know man i think i don't think you're gonna see gage go in there and be disrespectful and beat the shit out of this guy or anything you know you're, you're gonna get a very probably one of the lightest nick gage matches you'll see in the near future will be this. yeah i mean we'll see um I, he he i think wrestled did they do that yet or no the uh mangan barbarian versus uh yeah, that's that's something that I, I, you know, I think is interesting because, I mean, they're really like they're building it a little bit like Gage is like, I'm going to fuck these old motherfuckers up. And I don't give a fuck if Meng is 100. <laughs> like, you, I, I wouldn't go at that dude. Like, that is not the dude to fuck around with. Like, for years and years, they have built that guy like wrestlers would tell you that's the toughest guy on the planet. Like. I don't give a fuck how big, how strong, how trained anybody else is. Don't fuck with Ming at all, like, before anyone. So I, I would be very interested to see, you know, how stiff he actually gets with Ming. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to get very stiff with Ming, dude. <laughs> Ming and Barbarian, both of those guys. Ming, I mean, he's on a whole different level, but those guys aren't some fucking, you know, you're not dealing with the Rock and Roll Express here, man. These are, these <laughs> no. are guys that fucked around, you know? Meng is known for fucking knocking out a whole police staff and fucking having 16 cops take him down and tase him and, you know, grabbing some dude's eye out and all kinds yeah, of things. Gouges the dude's eyes eye out. out. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Apparently, he also, like, pulled a bunch of teeth out. Just literally just, like, clawed the guy's mouth and just ripped out his fucking teeth out of his mouth. You know, like, this guy yeah. isn't – yeah, I don't care if he's 60, yeah, man. He, he doesn't fuck, fuck around, that. dude. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm sure they're gonna go over the match several times. I don't think he wants any parts of Bang, dude. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like putting it out to the fans, like I'm fucking, I'm destroying this old fuck. Like, I think he has somewhat of like a, you know, uh, he's got like a, a responsibility to go out there and be fucking rough. So I don't know, man. He better like fucking up this dude's pay or I. I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do to to make that shit look legit. Do you remember what promotion that was? I don't. I can't remember. It's like was some it AIW? That, no, I, I thought it was. This uh, is like a this screams AIW to me. It's like Blackstone something or other. I don't know what the fuck, man. I I don't remember what it is, but I remember it being something I never heard of. Maybe that was the name of the show, not the promotion. Um. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Um, I just saw a tweet that CZW put out. 
that said the new CZW arena at fucking Rastatelli's kid zone or whatever. Uh, unchained, no limits, and yes, uh, alcohol is served. So I forgot about that point about the CZW new spot is that they will serve alcohol, which which really makes for a, a rowdier crowd in general. Um, I don't, you know, I'm sober over four years now, so uh, again, it's not a crowd I'd want to be around because it, it's just irritating when people are falling all over themselves. But um, I mean, that's that's a huge plus in my opinion, for the, um, the liveliness of a crowd, because you can get a bunch of people. Um, and I mean, PWG puts on a ridiculous over the top fucking spot fest show, but they also serve fucking pitchers of beer to people. I mean, you see people standing there and their cup is a pitcher of fucking beer. Like, <laughs> you know, you see wild shit like that go on. And, um, yeah, I, I think that can only help CZW as far as crowd reaction and just wild shit. Um, yeah, it makes your your fan base a little bit more rabid. So, um, I mean, people I already drink. Yeah. People already drink in the parking lot, you know. Yeah, but to have like the beer in hand in right. the fucking show, like when you drink outside, I mean, some people have have that uh that restraint. Some people don't, but the people who do are gonna try to maintain kind of thing, you know. But when like drinking's allowed in the building, a lot of times it takes the chains off of people as far as you know how they should act. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Should be pretty interesting, though. I saw a DJ Hyde put a tweet up saying, uh, sorry, my spelling is bad and doing it from my phone. Yeah. This is the, this oh. is the fucking owner, man. Fucking always. <laughs> but the fact that you actually come out and say my spelling is bad. Like, dude, <laughs> have somebody Some... run your Twitter, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Someone so said, uh, yeah, they should put the CZW, you know, letters on the top of the building. And I said, yeah, they'll probably be misspelled. But yeah, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> go ahead. It'd be like. CWZ on the yeah. top of the building. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? Oh, it was supposed to be CZW, but the, they didn't check on their. Yeah. Um, I got a couple small topics, and then we got a couple, couple big, big hitters that we want to obviously go over. But uh, before CZW, that, partially owned by Matt Tremont. Yeah. Matt Tremont. <laughs> As seen on the back of the TOD shirt. Is there anything? Uh, now, I mean, you you went at it with a bunch of Jimmy Lloyd fans. Any uh, anything you want to? go over with that um well yeah i mean the thing is is and and i'm this is kind of like what i was saying before as far as the uh my expectations of how a wrestler looks I, jimmy lloyd looks like fucking boiled shit uh, um he's yeah he's 19 years old whatever the case is i'm sure he can get a lot better i, I don't see him getting better as far as in shape it doesn't look like he's even attempting to be in shape can he get better in the ring? Absolutely. He's doing death matches like over the top death matches at 19 years old. I think the shit he's doing is crazy. Um, I give somewhat of respect for the type of shit that he's going through, but I think a lot of it is just immaturity that's being taken advantage of. Um, I don't know if he comes out on the other side of this, a better wrestler or a guy who can't fucking walk at 35 years old. Um, I, I don't really know. I'm not just going to give this guy 100% credit for the stuff that he's going out there doing because I, I just don't think it's that responsible. Um, it is what it is. I mean, the people who are going to be fans of it are going to be fans of it. Um, I'm personally not. Um, I'm not a fan of his work. I think, you know, when you come out there and fucking Speedos with fat just spilling all over the fucking place, it's gross. I don't want to see that shit. I think it looks horrible. Now, um, obviously, there's people who don't care how people look. 
those people are going to take offense to everything I say. His tag team partner, you know, the Marty Jannetty to fucking uh, Jimmy Lloyd, Shawn Michaels is obviously very offended by what I'm saying. Another guy who doesn't have a profile picture that has him on it is very offended by the things I'm saying. Um, I just want to, um, again, you're going to think what you're going to think. I'm going to think what I'm going to think. You either have a standard for how a wrestler should look or you don't. Um, again, as far as his ability, yeah, he can get lots better. I, you know, I think I already said what I have to say as far as Jimmy goes. As far as these people go, I just want to explain a couple things. Um, one, I've heard a bunch of times people say, you think, I'm be- you think you're better than me because you have a podcast. Um, I got 99 ways that I think I'm better than you. And a podcast ain't one um, is the best way I could put that. Um, I I know I'm better than you by leaps and bounds. And this goes for a lot of people. Call it confidence. Call it arrogance. Call it whatever the fuck you want. I feel I'm way better than a lot of fucking people. And the majority of wrestling fans fall into that category. Um, it is what it is. But I don't think podcasting is an accolade by any stretch of the imagination. Anyone can go on the internet right now. And by the end of the night, start their own fucking podcast. I do not think it's an accolade. So if anybody thinks because I have a platform where I talk that I think that makes me better than you, you're fucking completely wrong. I I have no arrogance or um, ego that is derived from my podcasting. That that's a, I'm I'm a person who's very very strongly opinioned and blunt, and I talk. I, I love to fucking talk. But believe me, the fact that I can talk on the the radio, podcast, internet, whatever the fuck you want to call it, has nothing to do with why I think I'm better than you. So um, on another day, we can go into all those various reasons. But um, I, I, I I really don't see that. Um, the other thing is um, we get this, this um, common misconception as soon as people get mad at me on the internet that apparently I, I think I'm a cat. Okay, let me explain that to you. Um, I'm 39 years old. I'm pretty, and I work with cats. I work with cats for the past 16 years. Um, I, every day I can tell the difference between myself and the animals I care for. Never mistaken one or the other. I've never climbed into a cage, shut the door. I've never randomly started eating kibble. I've never tried to shit in a box. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure I'm not a cat. Now, my middle name, let me explain that. Um, I had my name legally changed. Um, my mother's maiden name is Morris, and I hadn't talked to my father since I was 15 years old. This is 20-plus years ago, whatever the case. So the plan was is to change my name. Um, I never liked the full name Jason, so I went back to Jay. My friends would call me Jay Cat because I was one of the other people in our friend group that was really liked cats, and that was always kind of my thing. So... We found out through the courts doing the process of the, you know, it costs money to change your name and found out that it's the same exact price to change all three of your names as it is to change just your last name. So I said, fuck it. Let's let's go all in with this shit. So my name is legally changed to J. Cat Morris and everybody calls me J. Cat. So that's as far as my name goes. It's not a gimmick name. It's not something that I just randomly made up and I'm calling myself because I don't want you to know my real name on the internet. It's not, you know, a picture of Garfield on the fucking internet while I call people dickheads. Like, I'm calling you a dickhead with my face on the fucking internet, and you can look me up, and that's my fucking name. Um, and as far as my tiger stripes go, um, 
again, I mean, it's 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 a tattoo. It's something that I like. Um, you know, I'm into tigers. I decided I didn't want to get a picture of a tiger. I figured I want to get stripes like a tiger. Um, you know, that's like saying everybody with skulls on them think that they're a cemetery. It's like, you know, everybody with a flower tattoo thinks they're a garden. Yeah. That's fucking retarded. Flowers right here, dude. I'm a, I'm a Yeah, what are you, a garden, bro? Yeah, I you guess. Garden? <laughs> what kind of shit is this? Apparently, I'm the ultimate warrior, too. I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. What, you a wrestling ring with yeah. a fucking, you know what I mean? It's just, it's ridiculous. And I, I can't imagine do these people really think that I have this, this amount of delusion about myself that I think I'm a cat or, I mean, it's just, it's the only comeback that they can possibly come up with. I didn't meow my response to you. I fucking typed to you. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? It, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm very, very realistic about what I am and what I'm not. Um, and, and, again, I'll say one more time. What I am is fucking better than you, whether you like it or not. You're a wrestler. You're not built like me. Um, you don't have the passion that I have for the things that I love. I mean, I could pick something that you like, and if I was passionate about it, I'd be better at it. So, to me, that's what makes me better. So you don't have to agree. I don't expect you to agree. That'd be ridiculous. But, um, you know, that that's that's me. I, you know, I, I have a lot of confidence about who I am, and, and that is what it is. We can have discussions about things. You're bound to disagree with a lot of things I say, and that's perfectly fine. But believe me, a podcast is, is not where any of my uh, confidence derives from. Well, I don't, I don't think any podcaster in history can sit there and say, yeah, I got my confidence from podcasting. I mean, most well, people do it as a hobby. I don't really – I mean, unless you're like Joe Rogan or some shit where you're drawing millions and millions of people. I don't, really, I don't see that. But um, I believe Don Tony has been bulked up by podcasts. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's actually a great point. Actually, a great fucking point. Yeah, that dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually forgot I about believe him. he's got a little bit of confidence yeah, for his yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's true. Well, he's, like the, he's the god of radio, apparently. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. yeah. Speaking of him, and I sent you this clip. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I, I want to get your thoughts right. on this. Uh, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll spice it in. Uh, okay. For the for the listener, so they can listen to to Stevie Ray go over this, but uh, Stevie Ray basically heard a, a clip of Don Tony, um, saying that you know oh like Stevie Ray didn't even know who who the crime time was, you know back in the day, and now he's basically just trying to get attention by going on and, and calling the WWE out for being racist and this then a third, and Stevie Ray responded with uh basically t- calling him out and challenging him, saying like hey I'll have you on my show you can you know I can come on your show even could get physical if you wanted to. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'll do it whatever way you want. You know, I'm not scared of you fucking dudes. That'd be the silliest fight ever. Yeah, that would be the silliest fight ever. And he actually told him to suck his dick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know the way wrestling dick. is turned, though. Yeah, in his well. defense, I don't think he's known how serious that's taken in wrestling these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because, man, obviously, you know, you used to listen to DT back in the day, and, uh, I just you know, just it's, this whole thing is, is fucking hilarious to me because anytime DT goes at it with any wrestlers, it turns into him. And I guarantee you this for all the people that that are gonna, because I know we share some of the same listeners. For the people that are gonna listen to DT coming up Monday, I guarantee you, I'm calling it right now. He's not gonna want to have him on his show. He's not gonna go on Stevie Ray's show. What he's gonna say is, "Oh, we get more listeners than Stevie Ray. All he's trying to do is gain some of our listenership." That's that's what he's yep. that's what's gonna happen. That's exactly what's gonna happen. And uh, honestly, I side with Stevie Ray. I'm not a big Don Tony fan. Obviously, I've, you know, gone at it with him before. He's he's kind of dickhead. You know, I'm not really a fan of the guy. But uh, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? 
there's no way he gets through that conversation without saying something like the brothers or <laughs> or, or something something mildly racist has to come out of his mouth within the same show that he tries to debunk fucking Stevie Richards uh Stevie Ray's uh Stevie Richards Stevie Ray's fucking uh you know burial of him um you know I mean Don Tony's been just pretty blatantly racist for a long fucking time um I don't know man I'm not a fan of his thing I I don't really know how to get into this without just going into a whole thing of why I don't like him but it's just they have a platform that's that's working really, really well. I mean, what else can I say? I mean, those guys legitimately make a lot of fucking money off of that show. Um, at the moment, I can't afford my show. <laughs> so <laughs> we're definitely in different categories. Um, yeah. Taking nothing but, away from those guys. I mean, they get fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I'm just saying, I just, I personally just don't like the dude. You know, I just don't. He calls rap music jungle music, for God's sake. And then he yeah. comes out and says, no, 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 I wasn't talking about rap music. That's actually actual genre. See, you fucking stupid people in the chat room right now. It's like, ah, oh, dude, you, come on, come on. I, I know what you were getting at. Yeah. Um. So, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is they, they have such a platform. They make a bunch of money off of this stuff. Um. So, honestly... That whole type of thing builds a lot of confidence, like uh, like I had alluded to before, as far as Don Tony's confidence goes. Um, the listenership is insane. His his following is crazy, and that's going to bring a little bit of confidence to kind of say whatever you want, do whatever you want, and especially what works you're going to keep doing. And what he's been doing for years is exactly that, saying a bunch of mildly racist shit and some that's really fucking racist, and just that's kind of his gimmick. Um I, I think it's more than a gimmick, you know, growing up in Howard Beach and all of that shit. But, um, you know, that that's his that's his joint. But, um, you know, obviously, every once in a while, that platform is going to reach the people he's talking about because it is so big. Yeah, you know, I say a lot of things and, you know, a lot of indie wrestlers will hear what I'm saying. And, you know, some people catch tremendous feelings to it, like Danny D'Amato. But, um, you know, I mean, it's it's going to happen. These guys are talking about WWE every week. I mean, every fucking week. That's why, to me, it's a little repetitive. I, I don't watch the WWE. I surely can't listen to a guy that talks about watching the WWE if I'm not watching the WWE. So, um, you know, it's a little lost on me anyway. But, uh, it, you know, it's very repetitive. And, and it, uh, like I said, the platform that big is eventually going to reach the people you're talking about. And that, that's exactly what I think happened there. I don't think he has the balls to get uh, Stevie Ray on the show, which I think he absolutely should because, I mean, the listenership would be crazy on that. And the people who side with you and listen to you are probably going to side with you regardless of what happens. But um, I I should, I might even listen to that. After all this uh, time of not listening, I, I might actually listen if they got Stevie Ray on the fucking show and had a discussion with him. The only way that that would go, though, is him kissing his ass at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see that happening, dude. I don't no, it's that. not. But I just, I just thought it was interesting because uh, he literally just told him to suck his dick and <laughs> yeah. get in contact with him. So, uh, <laughs> so it's pretty blatant, man. It's not, you know. And I, I don't think it's, it's him. Like he knew who DT and them were. I think people reached out to him and sent it to him because he, he clearly said he has no idea. Like it's not like Stevie Ray's listening to DTKC every week, you know. But uh, like Ryback recently went at him, you know, called him out. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of other people. I don't know, man. Those and they had problems like the Dudley Boys back in the day, where Dud, you know, like Bubba Ray, I, you know, 
sent him his address and told him to come fucking meet him and shit. Yeah, know, Twitter's but... a motherfucker, man, because, like, you just start a hashtag, fucking at this, at that, and before you know it, it you know, it shit travels fast. So, um, you know, I, I think that's partially, you know, why it is. It's like, oh, did you hear when at this said at that is a dick? And you're like, oh, shit, this guy said I'm a dick? What the fuck? You know, I mean, it, that's it, shit travels fast with the Internet. So, yeah, it's it's not very hard. They don't really have to be like a loyal listener of yours to really find out what happened or who said what. So, you know, kind of part of the territory, I guess, when it comes to the especially the listenership he's got. Yeah. But uh, I know you wanted to talk about the Young Bucks and uh, the WWE. Um, I'm going to get into that real quick. Yeah, I heard what you guys were talking about um, with them uh, cease and desisting on the uh, two sweets and the, uh, the the DX chops and all of that stuff. Um, the thing is, is, you know, and Boxman, I kind of wish he was on tonight, but uh, yeah, he kept saying that, you know, they're going at something so petty and they're going at something so, so low level and this and that. And I just really don't agree because, you know, the Young Bucks were one of the hottest prospects and still kind of are one of the hottest prospects that WWE can't sign. They could pretty much have anyone they want. Uh, the list of people who have turned them down is very small. And the Young Bucks are on that list, high on that fucking list. I think they turned them down before Omega did or maybe in between times of Omega turning them down. Um, and, and you got to think, too, that the Young Bucks now, as we had just talked about a couple weeks ago, have fucking shirts in Hot Topic. I mean, they're becoming more mainstream as indie wrestlers than I've ever seen anyone. You don't see any other indie wrestlers that you can buy their shirts in Hot Topic. You just don't. So I don't think that they're quite that petty. I don't think that what they're doing should be so much off the WWE radar. And, you know, they, they had the Generation Me name on the TNA. Yeah, it's like a Gen Generation X, you know. I mean, they've been kind of toying around with WWE stuff for a while. And at WWE, yeah. Do they take ideas? Yeah. But they're a mega fucking corporation. They do what they want. That's always been the case. But I think you're only going to poke the big dog so many times before you get bit. Uh, you know? I mean, you can't just, like, needle at them from where you're at. And eventually them with their fucking high-powered lawyers aren't going to go, all right, enough. Cut it that. Yeah, cut it the fuck out. We see you over there. Fucking stop it. You know, I, I think that's what it came down to. And uh, they have the power and the ability to do that. I mean, is it is it a small thing with the taunts and this and that? But, yeah, the more momentum you pick up, the more mainstream you become as an indie guy, which is crazy to be mainstream as an indie guy. They just go, hey, pump your brakes on the shit that we belong. You know, we own that stuff right there. Cut, you know, cut that out. Yeah. Yeah, I think as soon as the shirts went up in Hot Topic, that's when they were like, all right, that's the limit. Now you're mm -hmm. all over all over the place. And, you know, but, I mean, they, they did steal the whole, you know, Bullet Club thing and made Balor Club. Like, you know, they got them back for it, you know? It's not a tit for tat, though. WWE is the type to always, you know, have their cake and eat it, too. They're the type to sign a guy and own their fucking name. I mean, that. They're not beyond, like, there's not a limit where they go, oh, you got yours, we got ours. Like, they're the fucking WWE. Like, that's, they're not looking to play tennis with you, you know? They'll, they'll take everything you got and then sign you later on. <laughs> and then you could use it again. You know, it's, I don't know. 
All right, well, we got uh, about four more topics, and then uh, we'll be out of here. It's a little bit longer of a show than usual, but that's because, you know, we didn't do last week, so got a couple oh, main topics. Uh, H2O is doing a show that uh, I can actually say I'm, I'm pretty excited about. This will probably be my first H2O show if I go. Um, it's the Hoss Tournament. So they got a bunch of Hosses going in there. They got, uh, off the top of my head, I know they got TJ Marconi. Just announced. I'll, I'll go over the shit once first to get it out of the way. So TJ Marconi is going to be there. DJ Hyde is going to be there. Then you got uh, Dan Moff, which is obviously a good one. That's that's actually yeah. a pretty big, big fucking, big fucking deal for H two O. You know, um, sure. Dan Moff. They got Steve Mack. I'm pretty sure Cannibal is going to be announced. He's not in there yet, but I'm I'm pretty sure Cannibal is going to be there. Um. I, I don't think that makes sense anymore. He's lost a bunch of weight and he's not that tall. Um, I, I don't I don't think he fits in this. I mean, if they want to put him in it, they want to put him in it. But I mean, when you got Moffs and you got um, I, Bill Carr is another guy you're going to mention. I mean, that's those guys fit the bill. Um, macaroni's tall and fat. Yeah. So, you know, what about Kyle I mean, the Beast? He's he's one. In that <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I don't think he fits either, but. I you guess know. he's got enough height to make sense, but yeah, that that one that one was kind of like eh. I didn't really think that was a that was a good decision to put him in there. But yeah, Bill Carr is gonna be there, which was kind of surprising because he probably cost a lot of money. Mm. You know, um, they got Stockade, which yeah. you kind of expected that. They got uh, Brute Van Slick. I don't Brute. know who that is. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I've seen his face before, but I have no idea who the fuck that is. But uh, he looks the part, you know. I guess. Okay. Uh, Ace Romero, he'll mm. be in there. Yeah. He's a big dude. Bull James, formerly known okay. for NXT as, uh, what was his name? Something James. Bull Dempsey. Bull Dempsey. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Bull Dempsey. And uh, he probably cost a pretty penny to put in there, you know? There's there's a lot of investment in this in this tournament, man. From the hit mm. squad to fucking Bull Dempsey. And uh, you got Greg Excellent going in there. So he'll actually have a booking this year. <laughs> That'll be nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, they got Ricky Shane Page. I don't okay. know how much of a hoss he is, but he's uh, got height. Yeah, I guess. But uh, yeah, I think that's about it. But th- th- there's a lot of good matches you could possibly see here, man. I I think um the best finals you're gonna come up with is um Bill Carr versus uh Dan Moff. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I would say so probably. Let me let me look at this again. Uh, I would I would love I to know, see. I know you like Ace Romero, so. Versus Greg Excellent. No, 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 he shouldn't be in the finals though. But uh I would love to see Ace Romero and um maybe like uh not not in the finals, but I would like to see this match happen. RSP and like Ace Romero or uh Bill Greg Carr. Excellent versus eh, I don't know. <laughs> Greg Excellent and Ace Romero is happening though. That's that's gonna be at the next CZW show. Yeah, Greg that's Excellent, great. yeah, he he cost them the title against uh Feinstein, so Look forward to that. That's happening. Oh, I am. Yeah, but this is gonna be H two O show. I'm I'm excited about this. So I'm sure uh, once it happens, we'll we'll talk about it. Sure. Um, you brought something up that I hadn't heard about. Apparently, on another podcast. I, I'm sorry, I, f- I forget the name of the podcast. But uh, you were talking about Sammy Callahan kind of got exposed. You want to talk about that? Yeah, the Hell in a Cell podcast. Uh, they were talking about, um, and I don't like their podcast for the most part. They, they annoy the shit out of me. I don't really listen to them much. Anytime I listen to them in the past, it sounded just like two dorks talking, maybe three dorks. I don't know how many dorks, but 
that that's how I listened to it. Uh, that's how I heard it, I should say. Um, maybe they're super cool guys that I don't, I just don't know. Um, that's how I hear most podcasts anyway. So anyway, um, they were talking about the whole, uh, sexy star thing. And, you know, I, I kind of felt this way previous to what they said anyway, but my problem with the sexy star thing was that people were calling her out. Like she needs to be blackballed and I won't share a locker room and this and that, but like everyone was willing to share a locker room with new Jack. No one was putting their foot down, like get this motherfucker out, you know? So that always stuck out to me as like really hypocritical because it's easier to take a stand against a chick than it is, you know, but, um, they went in the, in the realms of talking about this. They more or less said that Sammy Callahan, uh, abused his spouse and uh you know he, he's done this stuff in the locker room in front of people and everything else and who is he to take a stance and say that uh, a female needs to be blackballed when the things that he's done should have got him blackballed and um you know i i gotta plead ignorance on that because i knew a bunch about the situation and somehow that part of it went over my head and uh you know upon a little bit more uh you know, talking to people very, very close to the situation. I'll just put it that way. Um, it's a hundred percent legit. And, um, I, I think it's terrible. I don't respect people who beat women. I just don't, you know, whether it be Sammy Callahan, whether it be Floyd Mayweather, whether it be stone cold, Steve Austin, um, you know, you, you go down the list, uh, you know, Ray Rice, Ezekiel Elliott, um, I mean, all these people that, you know, have had the shit legitimately happen. I, I just I can't separate. And this is another part of why I hate wrestling. Um, not only do you have to dumb down yourself in order to believe that, like, Matt Tremont affords half of a fucking company, but you also have to remove your morals and then just go, well, I know they punch women in the face, but they're really entertaining otherwise. Um yeah, I know I'm wearing his shirt. That's uh, it's unfortunate, but it's, you know, I mean, I try not to think about him punching a woman while I'm wearing the shirt. Like, uh, yeah, I know I just took a picture with him, but I just, you know, I separate myself from that. It just there's no other form of life where you just start acting like it's all good with people when they do some deplorable shit that you claim to take a stand against. And, and I've seen so many countless people who stand with people and, and act like that's their boy. And then at some point or another, when domestic violence comes up, when um, Jade or Mia Yim or whatever you want to call her posted her thing against domestic violence because she was abused in a, in a past relationship and everybody, I'm so proud of you. I'm, this is such a good thing that you're standing up. I'm so glad of you being vocal about this. You know, this, this is what should happen. Those people should never be allowed in here or this and that but then you're all right with other people who do it, you know? And, and I think it's tremendously hypocritical and it makes me separate myself from the group as a whole. I don't, I don't like those people. I don't respect those people. And, and I don't want to be standing in the same circle as, as people who are giving them daps and, and wearing their shirts and fucking, you know, acting like that's, that's the fucking guy, you know, this, this guy's the man. And, and uh, you know, I think a lot more of this is going to become public, too. So um, believe me, because, you know, the people I talk to, um, it's it's going to become more public. Um, some things need to happen, and then you're going to hear a lot more about it. And it's not going to be about people 
who aren't involved in the situation because it's really not my place to go any further into specifics. Um, but I, I just don't respect that as a whole. And like I said, the, the crowds of people who could just continuously, you know, mark out and act like they can't wait to see a guy when that's the type of person who in real life will abuse a woman. I, I don't, I don't respect that. And I don't have to stay in circles or um, continue to indulge in entertainment of people who just think that that shit's okay. I, I don't have to, you know, bend my morals for the sake of entertainment. I don't. So, um, and, and that's, uh, let me, let me also point out that that's another reason why I'm better than a lot of these fucking people, because they're the people who will, who will kiss the ass and suck the dick of people who will punch a woman because they're a great wrestler. But I don't, I don't bend my morals for shit like that. So that, that's, that's what I gotta say. Yeah. I haven't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't listen to the podcast, so I don't, I haven't heard any of this shit prior to this, but right. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how how legitimate how legitimate those guys are, so I don't I don't really, you know, I have no comments on it really because I don't know anything <laughs> about it really. So. I hear you, but um, yeah, I mean, they were talking about it last night that he's possibly talking to New Japan or possibly going back to NXT sometime soon. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with all those if these allegations are true. But maybe yeah, New Japan. Stone Cold Steve Austin has done pretty well for himself. Well, that's Steve Austin though. I mean, that's they needed him. They don't think they don't really need Solomon Crow. No, no. They're doing just fine without it. But uh, yeah, I got I got two other major topics that, that we should talk about. Is obviously Joey Janela and the NGI coming this weekend. But uh, before that, Louis Louis going fucking nuts this week, dude. I don't, you know, usually it's like maybe once a week that he says some real blatant gay shit about wanting to suck dudes off. But like this week, he's just offering just. Just blowjobs everywhere for wrestlers, you know? Any any wrestler puts a status up, he'll just hop on there. Yo, y'all suck your dick, dude. It's like, what, dude? What the fuck Where is going on? Where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. yeah what it's is almost that? like we need, like, a low-life Louis Gay's comment of the week. Yeah, dude, I was actually going to suggest that to you as a, as a segment of the week. Because it's <laughs> yeah. getting to that point where it's just like, all right, well, it, all right, this happened, you know? Yeah. Before, like, it wasn't so blatant. He would, like, bring, you know, do dildo spots and stick dildos in his mouth. And it was like, oh, okay. Now he's just going on schlag status, dude. I'll suck your dick. It's like what? Yeah, he's just going on Marcus about, Crane. Like what the? It wasn't even about anything like that. Yeah, I, I almost think it it would be more entertaining if, um, one of us had the job of coming up with, uh, like if you came up with, low life Louis' gayest comment of the week, and I had to find something non low life Louis, um, related in wrestling that was even gayer. Because, because like, like the week that Sammy was spooning Dave Kristen in the ocean, that was gayer than anything Louis said that week. The, the gay off of the week. Yeah. Some weeks, Louis definitely going to get the win. Yeah, I'm sure, dude. He's offering a lot of blowjobs. So we'll see what we can do about that. Speaking of Louis, he's apparently eating a Carolina Reaper at the NGI. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. He, he had uh, hit me up about doing it. And because uh, I, I always love seeing those videos motherfuckers out of their mind i grow them but um also boogie rag joe's like the fucking uh, the wizard of fucking pepper growing and and uh mastery on, on sauces um through his help actually a little segue here but uh, um 
through his help, I have uh, started to actually make my own sauces. I've been growing peppers for years, but never really knew the ins and outs of making sauces. And this dude is just a straight-up wizard at making fucking sauces. He's, he's fucking awesome. He'll tell you, I don't know what I'm doing. I just wing it. But he's fucking amazing at what he does. Um, so now I've gotten to the point where, man, this batch of sauce that I made last week, I think it was last week, is really fucking good. And I'm going to continue to just make these sauces and um, I'm going to start selling them and shit. Um, so um, thanks thanks to Boogie Rag Joe for fucking helping me out, uh, getting the, the foundation of how to make this shit down for me because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this very, very much. Um, but, yeah, Joe, who attends wrestling shows, is uh, definitely going to be a lot easier to bring Louie the pepper. And uh, someone, possibly Shaheen, is going to record Louie eating said pepper because that shit is always hilarious. Um, yeah, shit I'm, is no I'm definitely recording it. That's I'm definitely recording that shit. I can't wait to see it because yeah. it's... Uh, well, yeah. I can't believe There's very doing it. People, very few people that can handle that shit. Like, it's not a big deal. Um... Shout out to fucking Mr. Insanity, Toby Klein, who probably took that shit the coolest out of every fucking buddy. And honestly, the least entertaining because he just fucking chewed that shit. You could tell it was hitting him, but like, man, he fucking he's tough as fuck. Uh, he was able to just handle that shit. Um, uh, insane. Insane. <laughs> that dude handled that shit like you expect a fucking human being to handle that shit. He lost his motherfucking mind. Um, he didn't throw it up or anything like that. So, I, you know, I'll give him credit for, for what he did with it. Um, he made some crazy-ass faces. He said uh, he feel like he was blowing the devil. Um, he, uh, I mean, you could, you could tell, like, the panic set in in his face at some point. Uh, <laughs> this shit was funny as fuck. I, I still have the video. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, just... Just incredible shit. Uh, some of the videos you see that people are eating them are just are just badass, man. They they think they're bad, and then they, they start chewing that shit. And the Carolina Reaper is a pepper that's, at the moment, the hottest in the world. But there's other strains that are being introduced that are going to be hotter and hotter and hotter. Because these people are maniacs. Uh, if you watch, actually, the video on um, how the Carolina Reaper was, was bred, it's a guy who used to breed, like, high-grade strains of weed. And um, he decided to head the legal route and do hot peppers instead. And uh, according to him, he's got some shit. He, he's just like sitting on some shit that's like double as hot as a Carolina Reaper because like he just wants to continue to hold the record. So he's like, as soon as someone comes out with something, I'm going to drop some shit they can't fuck with. Like <laughs> he's a maniac. But uh, but yeah, so shout out to Louie. Uh, previous to him eating this this pepper, and uh, I feel sorry for whoever's dick he puts in his mouth after that, <laughs> because yeah. that's a motherfucker right there. <laughs> All right, so we got we got two more things. Obviously, we got uh, the NGI coming up next Saturday. Uh, I'll be at the show. You won't be at the show, but uh, mm-hmm. let's let's do some predictions real quick. All right. Go over this card real quick. So we got uh first round. We got Schlack versus Matt Trema. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, it's, it's really fucking tough because Tremont put this tournament over so much, and the fact that he's he's this is his last one. It's so fucking much. But 
Schlack has been anticipated in being in one of these type of things for so long, too. You know, he wasn't able to really be in the second one. I mean, he was able to, and he still played a big part. But as far as being in the tournament, you know, he hasn't. Um, my prediction here is this match goes fucking crazy, absolutely bananas, and Tremont takes crazy amount of shit, and, and it's and Schlack comes out on top, and Tremont does somewhat of a passing of the torch and saying this is the reason why this is the last tournament he's going to be in because of guys like Schlack. Uh, this is, again, just guesswork, speculation out of me, but... I, so someone's got to leave this tournament. And I don't know if Schlack just going out that early is a great idea, but I also don't think Tremont going out this early is that great of an idea. So I honestly don't know. I think they either give the entire Tremont, the uh, entire tournament to Tremont, or this is how Schlack goes over with, you know, a passing of the torch kind of moment after. Yeah, see, I, I what you're pitching right now is what I want to happen. Right. But at the same time, I'll save it for the finals, but I think they they could be up to something great. Um, again, I'm not sure. I'm just I'm just literally just speculating. I have no fucking clue. Right. Uh, Schlack and Tremont. I want Schlack to win because I, I want him to win this whole tournament. I right. think um, someone needs to put a fucking belt on Schlack. This guy is over as fuck. He mm -hmm. wasn't even at CZW. He didn't do anything. Apparently, he was wearing lipstick. I don't know what the fuck that was. I what? missed that. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I have no idea. Just in attendance with lipstick? I, I don't know. I don't. I, I guess he came out maybe. I don't know. But Drew Blood, I, I was I was in the parking lot and Drew Blood was talking about he can't believe like Schlack is wearing like lipstick and Dan O'Hare has got boxing gloves on him. I, don't, I have no idea. What? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, dude. The fuck is going on? <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, yeah, I, I, w I would like Schlack to go over everybody in this tournament because I think. Uh, Strike it while it's hot, man, you know? Mm -hmm. he's, he's over as fuck right now. Capitalize on it. But in, in all honesty, I think Tremont's going to go over. Which is, uh, this is a lose-lose situation. Because, again, both guys should go further. Um, but, yeah, I think Schlack's going to go out. I think Tremont's going uh, second round. Um, yeah. Next up, we got G. Raver against Miedo Extremo. Yeah, I mean, DCU. I don't even know who that is. So. Nobody does, but... Uh, I mean, you know, one of these Mexican guys are going to go over. Right. I, I, I don't really know who is uh, the Cyclope guy, or but I think he's wrestling Gage. Right. Right? So, I mean, I got to think that this, this Mexican guy goes over. Yeah, I was actually going to say the same thing. One of these guys has to go over, and I don't see Gage going out, so... I'm going to go with Extremo as well. Okay. But, I don't know, we'll see. We got uh, Marcus Crane and Daisuke Masaoka. Shit. I don't, I don't know who that guy is either, but... Um, He's got a win, though. They're flying him in. Yeah, right? but I think uh, Crane, I think, hasn't won a match in a deathmatch tournament. Probably. I, I in, a, in a GCW tournament, I think he's been eliminated first round, right? Right. Every... Yeah. Well, he came to the finals the one time, but he had. Well, to. that was like not right. from a win, though. That was just like we need more guys, and he's yeah. like, I'm fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> if it was Danny Havoc, he probably would have said, meh. Yeah. Shoulder yeah. shrug, meh. All right. Yeah, he was already in it though. Right. So it's like... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If he wasn't in it, they asked him, meh. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. dude. Yeah. All right. Oh, we're taking yeah. big, big tubes. All right, dude. 
whatever. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, so hmm. Dude, it's gotta be the, it's gotta be the, the Freedoms guy. There's no way they're gonna fly a guy in from Japan and have him go out first round. That's retarded. Yeah. I would think so too. But too much of it's predictable, you know, with, with these type of things. I don't think so. Cause... And I would think the predictable way I think is Tremont going over. I would almost predict a, a Tremont gauge rematch that's in the finals again. That's you what know? I was say. Yeah. That's, I, I think, think that's what it is. You know. You got your one Mexican guy going over. You got your Freedoms guy going over. Um, uh, what's the fourth match? Gage and Cyclope. Uh, so I'm missing one. What, what was the other one then? Schlag, Tremont, G-Raver, and Extremo, Marcus Crane, and Daisuke. Yeah, so you got the, the one Mexican guy going over, the Freedoms guy going over, Gage going over, Tremont going over, and then, you know, you have Gage versus the Mexican guy, uh Tremont versus the Japanese guy, or vice versa, and then Gage Tremont finals. Right. That's that's exactly probably what. Tremont that going over because Gage went over the first time. See, I think that's where I disagree with you. I think they're going to give the title to Gage. It's called the Nick Gage Invitational. I th- I think they're yeah. going to give him the title. I I don't. I think uh, Tremont goes over, and then they could have a main event rubber match, fucking, on just another show. Oh, do, do Tremont Gage 3? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, because that could just main event a show. I mean, right, as crazy yeah. as the matches are anyway, that could main event a third show. You know what I mean? But if you give the second one to Gage again, a third one doesn't really mean shit. Yeah. You know, sure, Gage gets the title and everything, and that's fine. But that that third Gage Tremont could be for the title, and you give it to Gage then. I mean, I don't know. I don't book this shit, though. I don't <laughs> fuck do I, I think, know. I think the fact that they mentioned that the title is going to be on the line every round that the title has to change once right not necessarily sometimes it just adds prestige like he carried it through the whole tournament and you know well what do you think if if uh like matt tremont went against daisuke in like second round or something right and the daisuke guy beats him for the title so technically they had a japanese guy hold the title and then he loses it to gage or something because i could see him like doing something like that having the title change just for one round since it's on on the line every round, you know, and try to get yeah. one of these foreign guys to carry it for, you know, because in the, in the history books or whatever they want to do, they can always say, oh, we had a Japanese champion, even if mm-hmm. it was for one round, you know. I mean, that's kind of cheap, but I mean, I, can I guess. Can you? I'm trying to think. Now nah, you'd need Tremont to lose to do that, though. Like that, I was trying to think of a way that you know it could happen where the the belt is lost, but then he gets it back in the finals. So he can't if unless he loses. So well, you could have Gage go out second round and have Daisuke or go go against Tremont in the third round or something. Yeah, but Tremont has to lose the belt. You know, that's. I mean, that's just my prediction: is Gage Tremont two in the finals? Tremont. Yeah, no, takes I, I agree with you. Rubber yeah. match later, but. It could go anyway, you know. Yeah, I th- I still think Gage is gonna win though, but it wouldn't make sense because he won the first one. But I just have a feeling. What probably if gonna. they whoever you know they go to the finals, they troll the fans and just fuck each other in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Pull out fucking anal sex in the middle of the ring. Uh, that that'll be uh. Just troll the fans. Not, not really gay, dude. Not not really gay. It's 2017. Yeah. Not, I'm not talking really gay. I'm yeah. just talking like the fans. Dude, it's not even it. the fans. Joey Janelle is going to point me out. This, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm trolling you. This is for you. This is for you, dude. You know? But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely see uh, Gage and uh, 
Tremont being in the finals, and I think I think that'll wrap it up. That, that's probably going to be fucking nuts too, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And they're gonna. Oh my god. They're gonna. They're gonna try to top the last match, right? Oh yeah. They have to. So I can only. <laughs> fuck. I didn't even. Now this this actually got me more excited because I never. I never even looked at the lineup and tried to do predictions until literally just right now. Never mm-hmm. realizing you're probably going to get Gage and Tremont too. I never even thought about that until just now. Right. And just knowing what the first one was. And they're going to try to top it. So, yeah. fuck, dude. It's it's going to be insane. That's happening. For sure. But, uh, last topic, man. I already went over this Wednesday. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on, obviously, you read the whole conversation with Joey Janela. Uh, he does. He likes all this shit. He likes the Joey Ryan, you know, dick flips. He likes the invisible grenades. Everything that I hate about wrestling right now, he likes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't agree with me. And you know, he wants to apparently troll me now by doing some real gay shit with Teddy Hart in the ring. I'm like, Dude, well, you're gonna switch your whole match just to troll one guy, man. I don't, I don't know, man. That shit must really get to you. But uh, it's it's a little fucking weird to me, dude. I already gave my thoughts. If anybody wants to let's <laughs> go ahead and listen, and I'll I'll, I'll comment and I'll chime in. But uh, I want to get I want to get Jay's whole thing on this because yeah, that that part where you, <laughs> that part where you guys said uh you know he's in the back talking to Teddy and and Teddy's like, dude, why why do we gotta do dick spots in the match? We're like, ah, some guy on the internet, you know, I just gotta yeah, just the one guy. <laughs> that, that shit cracked me up. It's just like, yeah, I know we didn't plan on it, but this one guy on the internet, I just yeah, we just gotta grab each other's cock now. So dude, it's, yeah, it's just fine. Just, just, just uh, grab my balls. Right? You know, just don't make eye um, contact. It's fine. But this this again is another reason, and this is like a twofold reason of of why I hate wrestling now too, is because um. The gay shit. I don't like the gay shit. Uh, I I don't like it at all. I, I I'm not. I'm gonna stop like qualifying. Like, but but I'm not. Like, I don't give a fuck. I I, I really don't. Like, if if a dude and a chick that I was hanging out with were constantly like jerking each other off in front of me, I'd stop hanging out with them too. You know what I mean? It, like, it doesn't need to be straight, gay, whatever the fuck. I don't like really like public displays of affection like it's one thing you know uh, kiss whatever but if like people are like full-on making out that you're fucking hanging out which it gets fucking weird you know what i mean like it's like oh, what the fuck dude like every time i'm with these dude they're almost fucking they're almost making children and shit you know what i mean like this is fucking crazy like right I, I think I saw her pussy tonight. Like, did you <laughs> really? Did you, did, I mean, come on. Like, he had his hand, like, in her asshole. They left like, the I stain. Mean, they left the stain. Yeah, like, yeah, dude, I, I swear to God, he would come on my couch tonight. Like, <laughs> like, like I mean, you, you'd start feeling fucking weird. Gay, straight, whatever the fucking case is. And this is what it is. It's like a public display of gay affection. And you can call it whatever the fuck you want. Comedy, wrestling, this and that. You know, the one was fucking, um, you know, Pinky Sanchez defending... Oh, yeah, a guy eating whipped cream, whipped cream out of another dude's ass. I mean, these are just dick in the butt dudes, man. They're just not, they're not my type of dudes. Like the people that defend it, the people who do it, I, I just, you're just not my type of dude. And and this 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 whole thing where you got to take a stance to be like, I don't know what your fucking problem is. Like, ah, dude, it's real fucking simple. I don't like watching gay sex. That's weird to you, right? Like, I know, like. Like I said with, with the Pinky Sanchez thing, I guarantee you these motherfuckers, uh, their search bar is crazy as fuck on, on on their internet. Like, they better erase their browser on a regular basis. Otherwise, if someone gets hold of that fucking tablet or that phone, they're going to find some wild shit in Joey Janela's fucking search bar. Um, 
I, I don't know. And, you know, Joey does, he does legitimately, like, he, he might hate that shit as much as you do, but he loves, loves fucking with fans. If you say you hate something, he's going to try to do that shit 12 times tonight. Um, that's just he he legitimately loves trying to get under people's skin online. That, that that's like a thing he likes, which I don't really fully get. Um, I might piss a lot of people off, but I never say things just to say it or just to piss people off. Like it's it's just kind of usually how I feel, and then people hate on that shit. And um, you know, whatever the case is. Um, um, you know, so it's just strange to me. It's just very fucking strange to me when a dude legitimately said like, I can't wait to troll these macho men at the GCW show and start making out with a bunch of guys. Yeah. And like, he's you're like, you're, I don't know, dude. It's just, it's weird that you're talking about me. And it's not like I don't know Joey, you know, like it's, that's what right. makes it fucking weird, dude. <laughs> like, but he like, he kind of like insinuated like, the people who I have problems with, I'm going to make out with them on Saturday. Like, he kind of was saying, like, he's going to grab you and try to pull some shit. Nah, I don't think he was talking about me. I think he's talking about, you know, he's going to try to troll me by, by making out with fans on ringside. I'm like, yeah. I don't know, uh, dude. I don't, that's kind of like trolling yourself, you know? <laughs> you don't really troll me. Yeah, that, that, that move where it's like, yeah, like, I'm going to troll the fuck out of the fans and bang this dude right quick. Like, I'm pretty sure you want to bang a dude at that point. Like, I, I don't, I don't think it's that far fetched to think that like, that was something you wanted to do already, you know? I mean, like, you know, it, the, the dick spots, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I guess they're, they're over with somebody. I mean, dude, it's trending. I just, I just posted a clip today. It was a uh, Brian cage doing it. Uh, X-Pac doing it. Joey Ryan doing it and fucking uh EC three from TNA doing it mm, all together. And I, yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. If this is this is exactly what I don't dig, you know. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't matter if it's a dick spot if you do it with a vagina. I don't care what you do it with, man. It's stupid. It's not. Again, people are like saying, "Oh, you're a homophobe." No, dude. It's not because of a dick. It's just because it's a ridiculous spot. You know, I don't. I, don't, I just I don't think that dicks should be involved in any spots, really. You know what I mean? That's not really wrestling. I mean, to me. as far as like homophobic and like yeah, oh uh, well, I mean a phobia is a fear, and I'd say I'm pretty terrified of a dude ever fucking me in my ass. I, I think by theory that's a pretty terrifying thought. Um, I'm not gay, so that's fucking terrifying. You know, what I mean, like what the fuck? That would be a nightmare. Um, you know, there's some people that are really into that. To them, they're not phobia. <laughs> there's no phobia. Um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, it, it's crazy where they, they force this shit on you where it's just like, oh, you don't have a problem with that, do you? Because that's, it's fucking, it's 2017. And it's like, yeah, but I, I still don't like watching dudes fuck, uh, regardless of what year it is. Like, like, I, don't, I don't know where you stand. You're like, I don't give a shit if anybody's gay, you know, like I've, I, I've had gay friends, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking care about that. I just don't want to see it. I just, I, I'm not here to pay to see dudes make out in the ring. That's not my thing. You know, you want to do that on your spare time at your apartment? That's fine. I'm going to shit, dude. You do what you want. But yeah, I just don't want to be a part of it. That's kind of my stance, though. And, and, and you know, where you said your spare time in your apartment or whatever, that's kind of where I go with it. I don't like people who are too in your face about anything. If you're religious, great. But if you're, like, religious in my fucking face, I don't want to see that shit. Like, if you got a gay, like, at me... And I'm not saying, like, trying to fuck me, but if you got to be so overly gay that it's, like, a display in public, 
I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit. Like, if you got to be so over the top, it's like a fucking Broadway show when you show up somewhere. Like, I don't like you. Like, you you annoy me. Like, just as a person. I, but that that doesn't go with just just being gay. Like I said, you could be just you know, just fucking overly religious, or you could be like a jerk off teenage kid that just doesn't know when to fucking like tone it down a little bit. Like come just yelling at their friends into a fucking store, you know, don't know when to like turn the volume down. Um, you know, there's certain shit that that's, you know, acceptable in public. And it's not, it's not like hatred against someone's culture or way of life there's still a certain way you conduct yourself in public, regardless of what you're into. Like I'm the type of person, I don't walk into a store with like music playing on my phone or some shit going on my phone. Like where like, everyone's got to deal with it now. You know what I mean? Like it's just, there's some people that just full blast fucking walk into the store with their phone going or they're yelling into their phone. Yeah. That's what I told them the other day. And another thing, no, no, hold on. No, you tell her, you tell her when you talk to me, I'm not having that shit. No. And it's like, dude, you can't call them back after you leave the fucking store. Like, you know, and, and it's not, again, I'm not saying like, you know, gay is the same as annoying. <laughs> like, I'm just saying that <laughs> when, when you're fucking over the top about everything where it becomes, everyone's got to just be part of that shit. That's what I got a problem with. And, and as entertainment you're presenting a product that people are kind of held captive. I mean, you're, you're a captive audience and they have to just fucking take in whatever you're putting out, whether it be, you know, over the top violence or a dude eating whipped cream out of another dude's ass. And I personally don't want to be present for the part with the whipped cream. No, well, I, I don't blame you. Uh, I'll leave that all for Pinky Sanchez from the Bronx. But uh, with that said, I think uh, let's, let's wrap this shit up, man. We'll be back next week. We'll uh, talk some NGI. We'll talk about the the show. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there'll you know be a way you can watch it by then. If not, then you know we'll revisit it. Uh, uh, is that something you're gonna watch? I'm guessing you probably yeah. Watch like that, that, right? I'm definitely gonna watch it. Uh, there's no way for me to watch it live. Um, actually, I'm I'm doing my pepper party that night, so yeah. Don't worry, Larry Legend. Will, he got you, man. He'll he'll twist I know, that, he'll shit for that shit live yeah. and hashtag and fucking at. Yeah. GCW and it's all good, but yeah, you'll get it. But uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Definitely uh, check it out, and uh, thank you for listening. Peace. Peace. Hey, we did like two and a half hours, right? Yeah, a lot of topics. <laughs>